Alright, looks like we have levels. Do you want me to do it or do you want to? I'll let you do it. I think I'm a little too out of it. Alright. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Millsoap World Podcast, the podcast that's all about military surplus. Uh, today, uh, this is Aaron by the way, today I'm joined by Danny, uh, Jared, and Sam. Say hello everybody. What's up guys? Alright. Hello. Danny is enjoying his pipe. Hello. A little too much. Oh yeah, if you're if you're if you're just listening, yeah, not watching the video on YouTube. He is yeah. uh, chimney right now. Sitting it pretty hard. Uh, uh, is that the fancy one? Yeah, is that the real Yeah, that's the Shalowski the uh, the Shalowski pipe. Yeah, the like multi hundred dollar pipe apparently. Yeah. Um this is a, some that's nice nice, nice it's shit. It's hand carved, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, hand hand, hand carved yeah. and fitted and everything. By the by, the man himself, Bill Bill Shalewski. Hope Good I'm word. saying his name right. It's be be really bad if you weren't. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have a new gentleman on, uh, Sam, and mm-hmm. uh, it's customary that we have people on. Uh, we're gonna go and uh, go and ask how you got into military surplus. Uh, I think I got in about three or four years ago now, and uh, kind of always been into at the it, at the best time to start. Really, is in yeah, the last three, yeah. three years. Right That's pretty recent. I I started literally like right before the pandemic, so it was fun. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'd always been into it, and um, I, you know, I live in New Jersey, so it's not. You can't just walk into a gun store and be like, "Can I buy this?" No, there's a whole process. So it, it was about then I finally managed to like get all the paperwork done and and get my purchasing permit, and then I just started buying. From, I mean, I love Millsurps. I. I love them from video games. I loved history, so it just combined nicely. And then uh, the first Millsurf I bought was uh, a really sporterized Berthier, still an 8mm. I shot it once, and then I said, I need to get the, the military version. So from there, I've just been getting military guns. Yeah, so you just happen to come across a... Yeah, that's a, that's a unique one. You just happen to come across yeah. that like in a shop or something? I bought it uh, I bought it with a Browning A5. <laughs> so I bought a, a Berthier and a Browning at once. And uh, the only thing I bought before that was uh, Ruger 10.2. So that's a good first one. Mm-hmm. It's a weird gun to sporter. Yeah, it is. Bert I mean, there's no safety yeah. on it, so yeah. I don't. <laughs> it's it's still in the three shot on top of that, so I don't. Oh know. man. Yeah, it's still around somewhere. I sold it to my brother because I was like, I'd rather buy something else. So. Yeah, yeah. Use it for parts or something. I guess not that, if nothing else. Yeah, it was nicely done though. Like he actually likes it. It's not. Oh, like, oh, okay. It wasn't they like didn't a just bubble. chop it up. Like they made a custom stock for it. Like they did work on the bullet. Oh, somebody actually took time with it. That's interesting. Yeah, they really liked it. So hmm. it, it's got like a new finish on it and everything. They really put some time into it. It's interesting. So. Did it come with a clip? No. <laughs> so I wonder it's if somebody was just shooting it single shot like this whole time. I, I didn't know I needed one at the time either. So that was fun. I was mm-hmm. just single loading it at first. So I was like, how the hell do you load this thing? It kicks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That one's like, it's, I don't, I don't, it's like in between uh, the rifle and the carbine length, but I'm pretty sure it was just chopped down. I don't think it's, um, what, what was the one in between? It was kind oh, of the, the colonial one. Yeah, it's like Indonesia yeah, or Vietnamese or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's around that length, but I don't think it's exact. I'd have to measure it. So. All right, what was the what was the last thing you purchased? The last thing I purchased was a junk type 38. <laughs> so I could uh fix up one 
in the eight millimeter Mauser from the Chinese. Hopefully, I can uh, get that. Yeah, that's cool. I have a eight millimeter Chinese behind me. Yeah. Uh, one. Yeah. Just one, Danny. Uh, well, an Arasaka. Arasaka uh, converted eight millimeter. Uh, what was the one with the? Uh, it was the Type Thirteen, right? The Muck Den. Was that an eight? Uh, yeah, that was an eight. But that was uh, I'm pretty sure that was eight still. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a whole different bird though. Yeah, yeah. This one's a 38. Style, so. mm -hmm. Yeah, this one's a, just a Type 38 that was converted, and it's mm -hmm. like not the best conversion. I was trying to feed eight millimeter through it. No, I mean I I headspaced the one because my brother has one too. He bought, but he bought it in one piece, and I headspaced it, and it was like almost closing on the field. So. We'll see. Maybe test fire first. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> string string fire. Yeah, that's what I did with my other gun I, I put together. So it wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. But yeah, it's coming together. I'm oh. just I'm blueing all the parts right now. Just all different finishes. And that's pretty advanced level of collecting when you're assembling guns from other parts, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean you learn a lot about a gun when you have it completely apart and then you see what pin goes where and you learn all the parts by name. I mean, so. there's some people that don't take anything apart ever, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well. Dude, the level of guns that I've bought, like, or the number, the number of guns I bought that are just like fucking dirty, makes me think that the great majority of collectors never clean their their mill serps. Oh. I've had people tell me guns with bores that are shot out because they are dirty. And oh you clean yeah, them, you clean them and they're fine. You know, yeah, yeah. Is I bought a ton of boars that are like you know poor, and yeah. almost every time you clean them out and they look good. Like, yeah, maybe the crown's a little worn, but I'm not shooting past a hundred usually, so it doesn't matter to me. It's more for the experience. So, but yeah, I, I put a bunch together. I got another uh, Mauser 98 right back there, a German one. I'm piecing together, and that one's interesting because it actually has a, a BSW receiver on it, which just happened to come up for sale. The thing was polished, so I'll re-blue it, and then obviously it's not going to be matching, but, you know, well, it'll be a K-98. Oh, I was going to say, if it, if it was a Gewehr 98, then they wouldn't be blued, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, except, I'm not, I'm going to be very technical, except for the very late war ones. I don't, well, yeah, but I don't think BSW made G-98s, I don't think. I don't know. I think no, they're just getting AKs. I think they started in the 30s, and then. I don't know how late they were. I don't know. But a lot of German a lot of my stuff. research is literally just seeing what parts are blued and what isn't, you know, how things are supposed to look. So I have to find like mint matching examples just like that sold or something and look at them. So a lot of it's just restoration for me. BSW is the factory code, Aaron. I know. I, I get it now. Okay. I just don't know Yeah. What it means. Yeah, what did it stand for? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> and now the mm. comment section is erupting mm. with all the answers. Okay, wrong answers only. What is BSW? Oh, yeah. that that's the Steyr code. Is it? No, I'm fucking no. everybody. I don't, yeah, I don't I thought know. So. I was, I was, yeah. You got me. Guys. We're going to have to do, uh, that's the, we have to do recent. That's the boot. I just did the recent with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, around. I know. Around. Just calm down. Go recent we, round robins. You're gonna you're gonna take up the rest of the day or the rest of the podcast talking about your recent. I'm probably just gonna I'm probably just gonna skip me, honestly. Ah, come on. And just just pan your camera over. Come on, you go you go next, Danny. Pan your camera over to the floor and then be like, look, this is what I got. 
since the last podcast. This is the first podcast since uh, uh, January. Let me let me see. Jan- oof, oof. January. Oof. Yeah, we got we got behind. Um, well, I mean, the reason why- you had a son. I was I was about to just explain. Yeah, the reason why we got behind is because five year five weeks ago, um, I had a baby. Well, you which, didn't. <laughs> yeah, you look great. You look great. Like it looked yeah. like it was really. Thank easy. you. Yeah. It really Thanks. does suck. They're glowing. Thanks. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm just trying to lose the belly. You know the yeah. the the pregnancy belly from it. Yeah. Um. Well, we had it. We had him five uh, five weeks ago, and that's normally a whole thing. He was in the NICU for twelve days. Because he had some breathing issues and some oxygen issues and whatever, so um, that was a whole thing. And uh, man, it's just been going up to two kids. It's quite a step. Yep, quite a step up. I so, understand uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, we're actually already kind of thinking of number three because we're just like, <laughs> why not? It already, it's already over. Our life is already over. Let's just go to three. What? Wait, hold on. <laughs> you know what's great though. And I'm just going to implant this in your head. Are you ready for this? Yeah. How old is your wife now? <laughs> Insert number here. Low number. <laughs> he doesn't want to say. But, you know, after you get a certain age, uh, the probability of multiples increases exponentially. Dear God. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, my mother was pretty old when she had me. I was a twin, so. Do you know I'm why that there. is? Do you know why that is? No, we're going to get no. into the biological yeah. part of the Milsurf World podcast. Because the, the, uh, the, the female, or wait, the, the person with ovaries, is that what you could say? Yeah. The person with ovaries starts dropping eggs. Mad eggs. Because it's like, it's like almost, it's time. last ditch, last ditch. We have a, it's like a fire sale at the end of the store closing, fire sale. Starts dropping, dropping eggs like it's hot. So, yeah, then you start getting multiples. You know, but not only... But it's not, uh, it's not, uh, what do you call it, identical twins. It's just... Uh, Paternal. What's the other term? Pat- Fraternal? Fraternal. Yeah. Fraternal. That's it. We call them regular twins? I don't even know. It's identical and fraternal. Yeah. I'm not identical because, you know, it's a sister, so I yeah. hope not, but... That, that means that you were two eggs that were together versus one egg that split. <laughs> you, you, you hear the joke? about uh i was dating a twin so i was dating i was dating a twin this isn't this is the joke i was dating a twin and uh people asked me how i keep i can tell them apart and i said well i i date i date josie and she paints her nails and uh her her brother bob has a cock (laughs) you're proud of that aren't you yeah Yeah, that's my joke but it's pretty good that's pretty good the other one is uh, I was dating an identical twin, and I I got so confused I ended up sleeping with her dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was funny. His was funny. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that's a little newer oh. one, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Uh, I mean, oh, man. are we canceled? Are we canceled now? Yeah, uh, I mean, okay. You've got tons of guns in the background. I think we were already canceled. Oh, oh yeah, we're already on some list. The shadow, we're shadow banned. They yeah. shadow banned us. I don't think it was oh, gonna the... be the dill that got us. You know. All right. Yeah, yeah. Danny, speaking of which, is back to the recent acquisitions because we didn't even get to those. Oh, oh, uh, I was just gonna explain why we're so far behind and to yeah. apologize to everybody on the podcast. Yeah. It's hard to get her. We're gonna try to do these more now. I think since the baby's a little older now, we can. I can. I can 
start doing these again. Um, I too many recent. I, I don't know. Do you, do when do you guys want to go? I have just I have so many. Um, How many Chinese rifles did you end up boring. with? Well, from the from the Redfield auction, I bought sixteen rifles. Um, one of them was an air rifle, so I guess one air rifle and 15, 15 rifles. Um, and then uh, I, I got some other stuff. I got my local. Oops, sorry, excuse me. At the local KCI, I don't know if you heard that burp. At uh, the local KCI show, I, I I was just walking through the show, and there's a random table that had a bunch of modern guns, and amongst all the modern guns, I I spotted a Webley, and uh, so I just like that ah, what and and there was actually two of them laying side by side, and uh, one was in 45 and was shaved down to 45, and then the other one was uh, uncircumcised, you know, so 455 still. So I uh, they were both 750. Like I was asking 750 for both, which I was like, okay. Uh, so I picked up the 455, looked it over. It was all it was all original and matching, 1916 dated. So I was like, "Will you nice. take seven? Will you take 700 cash?" And he was like, "Sure." So uh, somebody Mark somebody traded that in or something. You think? Yeah, yeah. He said it came from an old lady who who had it as a personal defense gun. <laughs> That's the story. What a yeah. sweet what a sweet gun. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, Those she are said not somebody small. gave it to her. They're not small. No, they're not, no, they're not here. I'll, I'll get it. It's behind me. Let's say. Did you buy one or two? I thought he said. He said he bought one. Oh, uh, okay. But they were seven fifty each. Be, yeah, they were seven fifty each, and I would, you know, the one in forty five is worth seven. But uh, here's the. Yeah. Four. So you're talking like a little lady. <laughs> That's like a hand yeah. cannon. Yeah, like I don't have. I don't have small hands, and it's you kind of tell the size like pretty big, pretty heavy. It's like it's like two and a half pounds, I think. But my grandmother kept a, a Colt Navy cast iron model as her self defense, so I guess it's a little better. Yeah, yeah, um, got that. Um, I think I got my Sig since the last podcast. Did I? Did I show that on the last podcast? No, I don't think the so. P, the P forty nine. It's all right next to him. Whip it out. Oh. Do I like oh, to I, my newer pistols, I just throw them on the table because I ran out of room on my wall. So uh, it's the Sig P forty nine or the two the P two ten dash two. What caliber is that? That's a nine millimeter. Uh, nine millimeter. It's uh, it's based on like every, what everyone says. It's it's based on like the uh, the nineteen thirty five A, the French nineteen thirty five A uh, pistol. Okay. Mm. I thought it looked kind of like one. Yeah, the guy who invented that pistol was French Swiss. He's from the Swiss, the French speaking area of Switzerland. Ah. And, and then he started a company in Al Alsace Lorraine, which the Germans occupied in World War II, but was French. So he made the gun for the French and then so Switzerland ended up going with it. Um I did a shooting video, like a first impressions with this. The the trigger on it is Super, super light. It's like three pounds or something. It's it's ridiculously light. Like you can hardly feel it. it was just that the one that kept biting you? Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of hammer bite with this too. Unfortunately, yeah. like everybody says that about the uh, the the 1950, the French 1950. But like this one bit me way more, which I hadn't hadn't really heard about. Um, but because you were super like, accurate, you were shooting it, and you were like ah, like every time. Yeah, every every <laughs> yeah every single time. By the end of it, my hand was like red and. It just it got unpleasant to to shoot eventually, which was um, you know a little little disappointing because I was super 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 hyped about this gun, which I still really like it, but 
take that one. Uh, I'm just tempted to go get mine while he's doing this. How many? How many Chinese rifles was it though? You said fourteen, fifteen. Uh, well, I got fifteen rifles, one air rifle, but like one was a K98K, one was a, a Car 88, the carabiner, the carabiner 88, the little carbine. But you basically got uh, a Chinese Mauser. Chinese rifle collection, essentially. Yeah, this, when I was bidding auction. Yeah, yeah. There's tons of Chinese guns in general in this auction. They had a whole bunch of the Chinese knockoff uh, FN 1900s, which was pretty funny because like one of them said like instead of like Fabrique National whatever, it just said National 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 across the top. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing that one. Because <laughs> they just like you know they just stamped them whatever you know the counter yeah, because they, they didn't they couldn't read, they read just, English so it was just whatever yeah yeah it's for internal sales and uh, but so they had a bunch of uh, I didn't end up getting any of the the 1900s or anything I just got rifles but I bid on like different crests of different types of Chinese guns that I haven't seen before so I got like like a Type 21 uh, I got a Type 90 24 which are like kind of everybody knows about the Chinese Type 24s and then I got a Type 77. Which is pretty cool. The like some the Type Twenty One is like just super rough, uh, like you like you'd expect of a Chinese. But the Type Seventy Seven is surprisingly good shape, and it's all matching, which I was really really surprised for for a Chinese gun. So you took a picture of the, all the crests, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I uploaded it to uh, to a couple of places like Instagram. But um, yeah, the the crests are really cool. The the KAF. I'm still trying to figure out what the story is with that gun because. So one of them, it has a, a KAF, really nice KAF, kind of in a circle crest. And it's stamped, I think, 1943. And on the side of it, it says the Kunming Arms Factory. Um, and then China, the province in China. And uh, so it's like, why is it stamped that in English on the side of it in 1943? And I Googled it. And like the only thing that came up was the auction. <laughs> The auction like where, that I bought it from, so like you can't. I couldn't find anything about it. Now Kunming in World War II, uh, there was a U.S. air base in Kunming. Uh, two, there's three. You know the Flying Tigers that were in mm, China, mm -hmm. the, the Americans. There's three Flying Tiger squadrons. Two of them were in Kunming. So uh, the, all I could think of is there's a fairly large American presence in Kunming. Uh, maybe like one of the factories, because it was pretty common to like cannibalize imported guns. So I thought maybe it's like an FN 1930 that they just like scrubbed and stamped their stuff on and like sold to somebody. But I think there's no import marks on it. So I think it ended up like just a, like a bring back sort of thing. Like it was sold maybe to one of the Americans because being stamped in all English, I have a feeling like they, they were trying to sell uh -huh. it to, so maybe one of the one of the guys stationed in, in Kunming uh, bought it and brought it back, something like that. That's the only thing I could I could imagine. But didn't I think you posted it somewhere too? And they also thought it was strange that it was using it stamped 1943 in uh, the 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 numerals that we use. Yeah, yeah, which wouldn't yeah, make it's... sense at the time, is what he said. Yeah, yeah. So they they had their own calendar, kind of like the Japanese. They had their own calendar. Um, where it was like the year of the Republic or something like that. And uh, so their, their rifles, like I have one Chinese rifle that's stamped oh. year 22 on it because it's, that's like, I forgot what hey, it honey. is. It's like 1933 or something like that. I'm in the podcast. Um, so there's kind of like a conversion you can do kind of like with the Japanese ones. Okay, so I just to call and uh, oh, okay. so that's fine. 
It, yeah, so it is it is weird that it's stamped 1943, which again is okay. just kind of why. No, you're no, you're fine. I'm, I, I just, I just port, muted it. I'm yeah, sorry. a lot of them were just super okay? uncommon guns, like a couple I've never seen before, like that one. Oh, the, it's serial Mexican. number 0001, oh. and it's all matching. Did you get so all food the for Gracie? Or like 01 or 001, okay. like on all the parts. You didn't bring your ball. So I was like, why is it serial number one? It's okay. It could be the only okay? one ever made. That's why it's a serial one. Or all the ones they make are serial serial oh, number right. one, you know? You got two so, stamps. Oh, and one. Yeah, pig. yeah, like yeah pig. exactly. So it could it could be that. But I've never seen it before. never heard of it before. So I had to all get right. it. You know, well, it wasn't too, have a good night. It wasn't too expensive. So I got that. A couple other we unique things. A, a Chinese Arasaka that okay. was... Well, it was Japanese Arasaka captured by the Chinese. And then it was converted to 8mm Mauser. And they stamp the they stamp like caliber seven seven nine on the on top of the on top of the receiver. They like scrub it, and um, that's kind of interesting because I have the Chinese I have a Chinese air socket that was converted to some six two by thirty nine, and I've always wanted an eight millimeter one. Um, so they had one at the auction that was mislabeled. It was it was labeled that it was still six five, and I looked at it. I was like, no, that's an eight millimeter one for sure. So so I bet on it. I got it. I think I paid like less than three hundred bucks for it or something like that. Yeah. Or at least that's what I want. I had to pay like fees and shipping and all that, which pushed it up there. But um, you also had one. If, you also had one get uh, exploded, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. The the, the Type Twenty Four, which I was kind of upset about because it was a pretty U, nice. What'd you say? The UPS duffel cut. UPS, <laughs> yeah, the old UPS duffel cut, man. Yeah, it's yeah broken shipment. Which the the company that you can, I'll probably make the video public before this goes before this podcast goes live, but. Um, if you see the unboxing, like the guns were just kind of thrown in this like really flimsy cardboard box and, uh, they weren't wrapped with like bubble wrap. They were, it was wrapped with paper, like one sheet of paper, kind of like the packing paper. And it was just in there and they, there's three of them in this small box. And, uh, you see Joel like pull, pull it out and like the, like the stock, like the buttstock just kind of falls off and it's a split. It starts from like the recoil lug. And it goes kind of like back, oh, like full on like the shatter. Wrist. Yeah, so it's like kind of a long way split instead of like a straight across split. Yeah, so it's pretty. But that one was, was in rough yeah, shape sucked. too, right? You said it's decent, decent for Chinese, uh, mm. for Chinese Type Twenty Four. It's one of those things where like you got to lower your standards if you collect Chinese because like everything a, is going to be rusted and kind of like the Mexican Mausers. Yeah, kind of like that. A lot of. Mauser. Yeah, well, it's this. Yeah, it's let's let's like with the Type seventy seven. You'll run it like there's some, there's a few nice ones, but the majority of them are going to be pretty rough. The the ones you come across are going to be pretty rough, but you can look up and find. Yeah, nice I'll uh, I'll have to get my Mexican Mauser out of the safe and send you some pictures, Aaron. You will, yeah. not say that. I mean, <laughs> it it's almost like countries that are in perpetual states of upheaval, political upheaval and war have problems with keeping their guns in good condition. <laughs> yeah. It's the same as like, there's a, there's a few things that are like that. You either get one that is beautiful or you get one that is garbage looking. Yeah. It's so, just South, South American Mausers in general. Yeah. One or the other. Your, what model is it? Mine? Yeah. What model? Yeah. Uh, 19 to 10. Yeah. It's the long one that looks like a small ring. I think it's the 1910. It looks like a an 1893, but with like a 98 action. Yes, a, if I remember right, they had a large ring later on. It's, yeah, it, they eventually. Yeah, it looks like a small ring one. 
like it, like he said, like a nine, an 1893. I don't. But it is actually a 98 action. So weird. Yeah, it's just a small ring 98. It, it's the only nice one I've ever seen, and I got it from a really good deal from a really good friend of mine. Did they so, produce those on site, or were those purchased? Yes. Both. Okay. I believe it is. Yeah, both. And most of the ones I see are sporters. So. <laughs> yeah, it's you. it's yeah, it's beautiful. It's it's not normal. That's if it very, wasn't, if it was like very here, abnormal. like has, I'd, yeah, I'd get it. But it's it's downstairs in my safe. Oh, there's your there's your uh, FN one, right? There's the, yeah, this is the the counterfeit FN that nobody on Facebook got that joke. I did. I love that the people tried to correct you though. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was like, no, no, look, it's FN. See, it's right there on the barrel, and then right there on the butt plate. It's oh, FN. Yeah. It's you FN. <laughs> That's how you know it's genuine FN. But yeah, this one, this one's kind of weird, because you would think that, like, at some point, somebody made, and then this little, like, what is plate. That? Copper they, plate. That's how, yeah, that's how they did stock repairs. This, this and my uh, 1907 both have, like, kind of similar repairs on the forehead here. Is that, like, a piece of copper? But they... Yeah, or yeah. Brass. It's like wrap. It looks yeah, copper you, to me. I think but. you got a golden ticket there. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And then it's uh, it's like tacked on. So these so are it's like, like it's like nailed on. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they use yeah they just use metal like sheets. Uh, yeah, they just know, did like nailed, sheet metal nailed to the sock to repair. Yeah, yeah. I've seen so it's like that. I thought it was just like a stateside repair. I was like, that's insane. I was like, this is clearly some guy in his garage. So well, I mean, a, it still a, was. It is in China. Well, you know. <laughs> it, uh, so it's a it's it's a Spandau 1916 receiver, but like this rear sight is like totally wrong. So this is this this was a gun that they actually built. I think this is a CZ24 stock that was put on it. Uh, but on this side here, uh, there's a there's a guy that translated a lot of these markings for me, and uh, and that means militia. Uh, so this gun was probably meant for like some kind of internal, like it's a counterfeit gun meant for internal sales. But then after the um, after the communists took over the the Civil War, this is this is our gun now. And so this went to the went to the militia. So this is an actual Chinese militia uh, used used gun. So it's probably used in the Civil War. And then so wait, the, that's a Gewehr ninety eight receiver, mm -hmm. Spandau nineteen sixteen receiver. Whatever barrel yeah. they had, and then yeah, yeah, who who knows? And then they decided to market FN for yep. some reason because FN's oh, just to sell. Yeah. FN, yeah, FN and Mauser were like big, like brand name guns. Um, mm. so they because they bought genuine FN FN Mausers too. That well, were like FN yeah, on the because receiver. this is the warlord time period of China. So you have like China was not yeah. really a country; it was like fifteen different nationality things right kind yeah it was yeah it was like warlords and then um kind of the national government that was because there was sort of sort of unifying. it was all there, broken there were... up if i remember i don't know chinese history that that well but i know that it was not unified for a long stretch of time yeah yeah Until the communists well the communists so... were well, they've been around for a while, but you know it wasn't unified until they actually kicked well, so uh, the they, nationalists out. Well, they I remember. they really gained more power after World post -war. War II. Yeah, yeah, post war. Because they the, the you know you know why America helped them because <laughs> of the the so the in forty four the Japanese launched 
a huge offensive in China. And they were basically trying to link up the southern and northern fronts together in China. And it was this, so it was this massive push. So the, the communists basically fell back and didn't do a whole lot of fighting because they were losing the Civil War. They, they did a truce uh, with the, the nationalists versus the, the communists. They had a truce to fight the Japanese. Yeah. But the, the communists were much smaller. And they kind of stayed back, and they recruited, and they built up. And the nationalists fought the Chinese head-on. They did the majority of the, of the fighting. And this huge Japanese offensive at the end of the war like decimated the nationalists. Um, it was like, it was big, big fighting. They lost, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of soldiers and a lot of equipment and everything. And um, so after, after that battle, that, that really crippled the, um, the nationalist forces, which then the, uh, which then the, the communists were able to uh, kind of take advantage of afterwards and, and fight back. So it was really that last big offensive in the Japanese invasion in general that helped the, to help the communists win. Um, she, uh, uh, Chairman Mao, actually, he admitted that in a joke to, uh, he, was, he was visiting, he was visiting uh, a Chinese diplomat or a Japanese diplomat or something like that, and he joked or something with them about, pretty, I, hope, I hope I'm getting that right. He was, he was joking with a diplomat about like, well, you know, thanks, to, thanks because of the Japanese, you know, invading, you know, and, and fighting the nationalists. That's why, that's why we're here. That's why we won. So, um, it was a really interesting thing, and like it's overlooked. Like a lot of people don't know that that there was like huge, because you know, for, for like the American point of view of World War II was very much like where did we fight, and we fought the Japanese on the islands, but like no, we fought like garrisons. We fought whoever happened to be in that island's garrison, but like the majority of the Japanese forces were were elsewhere when we we're just fighting yeah. on these little islands, massive, just like in just like in yeah, massive land just like campaigns. the Germans. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna mm -hmm. say it's it's mirroring the Eastern Just, or the European. It's the same theater. thing. It's the yeah. same thing. Like we invaded France, we fought like a twenty five percent of the German army. Yeah, and we won. We won. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like well, yeah. Somebody was doing yeah. So anyway, it was it was a similar thing with the Japanese. So we were fighting on a lot of islands and stuff, but they were fighting on the and like mainland China and, and they had a lot of campaigns. Well, we mostly going on, fought their pretty, navy. Right, their navy had infantry, which is mostly what the people were on the islands. Oh yeah, we wiped versus, out. Yeah, we wiped out their navy versus their army, yeah. which we've had this discussion before. The Japanese navy and the army hated each other and actively yeah. sabotaged each other, which is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the war, they were like hurting each other. Yeah, because of their Just because of their, actively, their rivalry, actively sabotaging yeah, each yeah. other. Um, but like the Japanese army was in China and Korea and all and like. Manchuria and stuff like that, like, but yeah, the the navy is who we mostly fought, I would say. Yeah, we did wipe out. We basically wiped out their their navy. Like, there's certain guns that are very rare now because like they're all at the bottom of the Pacific. You know, they were on ships and we sank them, and so they're just like most of them are gone now. But that was a little digression from going from the yeah. just talking a little bit about the the Chinese history behind these guns. Well, so you that's bought a lot you of, bought like twelve Chinese guns. Yeah, so, so they're all so they're all like. Pre, they're all like you know during the Chinese Civil War, pre-war or whatever, and then eventually they all went in and the uh, the communists they would they would mark on the stocks like the they would usually say like the province or the city and then like militia or something like that they would put the group um, so a lot of the when stocks they put stars too guns. sometimes sometimes it, it varies uh, sometimes mm -hmm. it'd be pretty intricate with stars and give a lot of information and then sometimes it would just say militia you know mm -hmm. on it but. 
Um, I, I wonder if it almost served like a like a sort of badge, like a badge of, uh, or you know, they probably didn't all have uniforms like in the countryside, uh, the yeah. the militia and stuff. No, so they had not. the they had their the rifle that had official militia markings on it mm. or whatever, and that's how you that's how you knew. But well, also, yeah, like, you're war. in a you're in a country that is super super poor. It the guy with the gun is the guy in charge, you know. Yeah, for the most part. And so a lot of these bolt guns, they were just relegated to kind of like the rear, you know, militia, militia kind of thing. So, um, so it's kind of neat. So a lot of ch Chinese stuff, like it just, um, I think it's pretty cool. There's like a ton of history and there's tons to know, um, about it, but it's just under, underappreciated. And, um, so you get, you get cool deals. Like I got, I got some really good deals on all those, like on almost all the Chinese guns, I got them like sub $500. So. You can get them for 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 pretty cheap. Um, yeah, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to get like a Type Twenty Four, but they always go for like slightly more than I want. And they're only going up and up, man. I know. I, got, I know. <laughs> well, I got a I got a couple like I got a standard model, like a a Mauser standard model that went to the Chinese as well in the auction, and then I got a K ninety eight K, like a Mauser K ninety eight K, but it's it was for the Nationalists and it has a little uh, Nationalist um, like sun stamp on it um a few times so that's i did a video on that one before but this gun is nicer so i'm kind of glad i got this one but that's kind of neat too because it was made for the nationalists it's got the you know stamps on it and everything but then it was you know went into uh communist inventory there at you know at some point so um yeah, yeah there's just tons tons of variations too, so. oh yeah yeah they had a lot of vz24s I did everything, every gun that was being made in the world, every gun that was being made in the world went to China, like in the, in the, in the twenties and thirties and everything, they were just buying up everything. Cause there's, you know, billions of them and they were fighting and they needed a lot of guns. So, um, yeah, every gun you can think of and they made their own 6.8, um, caliber the Chinese came up with and, uh, they had Mauser make, make a bunch of guns in 6.8. I forgot the, uh, the overall case link. But it's um, it's a lot. There's just a lot to it. A lot of post-war history. So, um, there we go. I know. I know Jared's dying to get into his uh, recent recent acquisition. So, <laughs> so I go get it if you want me to like show it. Oh yeah, you have to get it. You might have to de-blur your background though. It might blur it out. But yeah, you should you should get it. I'll go get it right now. You guys keep talking. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Entertaining, right. to say the least. You want to talk about yours, Aaron? While he's getting his. I mean, what do you think I bought? Mm. Mm. I did a video on it already, so it's I bought an M ninety five from RTI. So so that eight by fifty. Uh yeah yeah uh, and, and, and a Stutzen. Uh so it's it's uh I'm happy with it. I, as I said in the video, I I think it was worth the price. Um and I paid the two fifty. I wouldn't pay the three fifty they're asking for them. But I would I would buy another one at two fifty. Actually, I've been watching it to see if they go back down because they went back up. Mm. Uh, and I'm I'm watching it to it was see. It's like if, right when you wanted to buy one. Yeah, they, like the day the day of. I told Danny, I'm like I'm gonna buy another one. Uh, I'm gonna do back. it. Sold out. <laughs> no, I didn't sell out. It went back up. Like oh, I thought they marked them sold out no, and then they put them back in no, stock. So then, no, no, they they changed their um, site. They updated to a new like provider or something and when they updated the site the prices reset back to what they were so now they're back to 350 which for a long rifle probably isn't that bad but 
uh, I don't know. I'd rather pay the two fifty price, and I we know. Well, it is a big proportionally. That's a big increase from two fifty to three fifty. Well, and we we did talk to we have the guy in the podcast that uh, um, is in Miami and can go to has been there multiple times to see the guns. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, dang it, I forgot. I know his like I know his Discord name. I forgot his it, real name. It's frantic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy that is my veterly competitor in terms of com- uh, pattern collecting. Oh, as far as pattern collecting, yeah. yeah. But he said they've just got pallets and pallets. So when they're like, we're out of stock, that means we've emptied this pallet. We need to get another one down. That's basically what he's saying. Is like that They're not going to run out anytime soon. They just only list one pallet at a time. Mm. But anyway. That makes sense. Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a Swede in that too. I just totally forgot to mention. Oh yeah, of course you do. things too, but uh, I counted. You know what number of Swede that is? Speaking of pattern collecting, forty three. That's my nineteenth. My nineteenth Swede. And you're still missing some. Yeah. All right, Jared. <laughs> Whip it out. Yeah. I'm making a little room because champing at the bit here. Fucking heavy. Uh well, it's not so meant to be carried by a single person. No, one guy carries it. One guy carries it. Um, it's gonna be it kind of brings to today's topic, but um, I got this. Oh yeah, yeah. Should I? Go ahead. You wanna? Okay, so okay. Sorry, real quick before he shows it, <laughs> it's very related to today's topic because our topic today that we have yet to mention yeah, is what? What are? What is a milserp? What are milserps? And what can be enveloped in the category of milserps? Specifically, uh, we want to talk about parts kits. Are parts kits milserps, right? Because it's an all-military sort of thing that was then cut up. And then the question further on is, if you take this parts kit, build a gun out of it, is that gun a milserp? Even though maybe it was just just one commercial-made part, but it's, you know, it's, it's like 90% all-military parts. Is it still, is it still a, a, a milserp? You know, does like the one percent non-milserp throw it off from being a milserp? Anyway, uh, well, whip there it was out a, there, there was a come up with things. But we'll, we'll let Jared go and show off his yeah, toy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, oh my god! Oh look, you bought you yeah. bought a gun for Star Wars. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> is that a milserp? I mean, is this a milserp? It looks like Star Wars gun. Yeah. Yeah, How much it's does it Star weigh? Wars cosplay. Check it. The storm, the stormtrooper yeah. cosplay. Uh, it weighs twenty six pounds. Oof. Um. So this is a TNW made MG thirty four. Um, it is a real gun. It shoots real bullets. It is single shot only. So even though it has the MG thirty fours have two triggers. The top trigger is single. The bottom trigger would be full. But on this one, it's just single. You just you could. It's easier to just pull them both. But unlike a a B-fong, which is a blank fire only non gun that you can only shoot blanks out of, this is a, a real gun um, that I have adapted to shoot blanks with a booster cone. But it's made CRA nineteen forty one is the German marking on the. Let's see who's CRA barrel shroud. Uh, I think they made Stugs too. I can't remember, but yeah, it. Rheinmetall. Rheinmetall? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Top cover. 
It has the the old style top cover, which has no spring. And this is the smoothest, like nicest thing. <laughs> it's the top feed is amazing. Um, now, yeah, it's now is that is that nice belt and um, can you do the belt? It's only belt. DM one belts. Okay. Yep. What am I thinking of? Is it with the the drum mag, right? Oh, I have a drum. Um, you can put an assault drum on the side. Right. It just clips it's like in. Like 75 rounds it, or something? Yeah. But it, it has a belt inside it. Oh, 50? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, they're 50. And it had I I could I have one, but I didn't get it. Um So you ro you roll so, up a belt in it essentially, you win. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't uh -huh. realize that. I didn't I, I didn't mm -hmm. think about that. Yeah, it's it's still belt. It's just it's it's and then they call it assault drums online. Makes sense. Like it's like oh. a pre it's like a prepackaged belt essentially, which is probably mm -hmm. faster to to do during like a, a an advance or something like that yeah you would have it on the gun like moving around or whatever because you didn't want the belt flopping around and maybe jamming it up yeah, that so makes they sense. made a carrier you carry two of them like in a picnic basket looking thing it probably weighs and a then, decent amount i would bet yeah this is it's well i'm at the just the belt in the drum the okay drums yeah 100, like, 100 100 rounds on a on in two drums in a carrier like yeah mm -hmm. that's a very those poor bastards, they had to carry so much. They were mules. They weren't soldiers. They were damn mules because yeah. they had, uh, had belts all over them. When you look up, like, late war photos, like, every guy in the squad every. has belts, has just belts over his over his shoulders because they were, they were trying to make up the manpower deficit with firepower. So The the uh, the ammo cans, I've got 500 rounds and two ammo cans on belt blanks, but on belts, and they're heavy. Um, yeah. That's why the ammo cans are cool because the instead of the the handle being in the middle, it's offset to the side, so that way you can turn one one way and one the other way, and then you can carry two at one time. It's really smart. Ah. So yeah, they, like yeah. five hundred rounds in just the cans. Yeah, the can the German can design is better, I think, than the than the kind of American one. Mm -hmm. American ones are like bigger, you know. There's different sizes and stuff, but that that standard like you know thirty cal or whatever uh, German can is a really neat. It's just like the it's just like the jerry cans, the gas cans. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just a can, but like so much engineering went to, into it, and there's all these little things on it. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, is this a milsert? I would say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I would so say. So I, I guess I'll. So if you guys are well, all going to agree, so, I'm going to so, have to play devil's advocate. Then so, damn it. So here's 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 the difference that I that the reason I brought this up with Danny is. Um, when we were, when we brought up this topic, it was a couple weeks ago, and there was a company making an announcement that they were going to make reproduction, uh, mil military guns, right? K ninety eight. I can't remember the name of the company. Oh, it was that Shot Show, oh, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. But we talked about that other company that was making. They're making like MP thirty four. Yeah, there's there's a couple of companies MP thirty eights, and. Uh, yeah. I think PSA was making the STGs too. Yes. That. So, well, they're making HMGs, but this one is a different company. It's a German company. They've been importing their new-made parts kits. They're they they have uh, MP or STG forty four parts kits of new-made parts that they're bringing in, minus receiver and barrel right. for people to build here. And they're they're using a, a a gun company that is based in Kentucky to then build them out. 
So PSA is going to have competition because PSA's HMG guns is not like, that's not like a, like a pure sort of gun. It's been updated quite a bit, and right. a lot of the parts are not so, interchangeable. So the discussion, the that, and then and then Danny, we also brought up that, and Ian has had this on on Forgotten Weapons too, the SMG guns. So they made stuff off of receivers, military receivers, uh, cut receivers, and then they also made their own. So they got approval to make their own guns, uh, receivers. Like ATF gun is receiver, so. They got approval to make their own receivers. So Ian reviewed, this was years ago, uh, an FG-42 that was a receiver made entirely in the United States. So like I was talking with Danny, I was like, I was trying to think of other stuff too. And we brought up that the all the PSL uh, guns that are in the United States, the PSL, which is the Romanian um, uh, uh, marksman's rifle, it looks similar to an SVD, but it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's based it's, on the AK action. It's based on the, the RPK. Uh, yeah. It's basically just a, a bigger RPK, essentially. Um, all of those receivers are new. They're not made. They're not made from Milserp receivers because the ATF would not allow them. Because when they made the original PSL. It's literally the RPK receiver. They just made it bigger, but they left one of the holes for when it goes fully automatic for the sear. And the ATF said, you can't have that hole and you can't fill it in. You have to have it not be there at all. So when they, when they imported these PSLs, they are not military surplus. They are brand new made guns, maybe with military parts on them, but the receiver is 100% brand new. So Danny and I got into a discussion about, like, is that Milserp at that point? Yeah, so, yeah, so that's it's interesting. If there's, like, if it's made in, like, Romania, and there's this, like, assembly line of, like, they make military guns and civilian guns, but all the parts are exactly the same, and they just pull parts out of a bin that would go to military guns, and those parts happen to go into the civilian gun. And you then know, we that... also, we, Danny brought up the uh, the Chinese SKSs that are that were made for the civilian Narinkos. market. Yeah, the Narinkos. I have one. They're one hundred percent not Milser, in my opinion. But it's an SKS <laughs> still, so it's like, ah, nah. yeah, this, yeah. This is an American-made TNW receiver. It was never a German receiver. And you can't see it, but it's it's closed bolt, so you can't have. They don't make them open, so the bolt is closed. There's the bolt, right? So it's closed bolt, and there's no cut provision for the auto sear. So this is a made in America receiver, and every other part on this gun, aside from the ones that are to make it semi-auto, are German. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, in legally, the, I would say in the ATF's eyes, that's not a Milserp because that's not CNR. It's a, right, it's, it's a new it's a new made long gun, and he couldn't yeah. use the CNR with that. No, so I kind of, I kind of don't like how much like legalese gets into like guns. How like we like how we will brand a gun like an SBR, 
because like that's the legal term for it or whatever when it should just be rifle but it just happens to have a short barrel you know what i mean like they did those those swedish guns where they had to put extensions on them because that for that time period it was an sbr so they had to yeah. put extensions mm-hmm. on them and it's just like what, nobody's using this for for a purpose of whatever like nobody's yeah. nobody's Ouch. got this obscure Swedish carbine that just happens to have a shorter barrel than the legal requirement. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's one of those it's one of those weird things. So like I, I don't I I wouldn't agree if like a person says, Well, legally, it's a new rifle, so therefore it's not a Millserp. But like really the new receiver is just us trying to be legal and keeping within the law. And saying like, okay, okay, ATF, this isn't a machine gun. I think at because... this point, it's 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 similar to to our argument, and I'll let you guys talk about this too. But it's I think Danny, it's similar to our argument we have about mostly matching versus all matching, and it's it's what percentage and what parts are our Milserp original Milserp versus uh what is a reproduction or recreation? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, it's so you're, like, what? like you you'll say like it's mostly matching if it's like a set screw that's not matching, right? But, yeah, yeah. But if Something it's the like bolt, yeah. you're like, okay, I can't say like the bolt and the barrel are not matching. It's not a matching gun. But, yeah, I wouldn't say mostly matching if the bolt didn't match. Yeah, but it's it's kind of one of those blurry things. Like, where do you draw the line? So, like, at what percentage of parts not being milserp on the gun do you then not consider it a milserp? Is it the legal receiver? If so, why? Is it just because that's the legal part? You know, because other than that, like if everything else is Milserp on it, you know, number of parts wise, if a gun is like a hundred parts and just like, you know, three parts or whatever are, are new made just to be legal, then, uh, you know, does that make the whole thing not a Milserp? So is a, uh, as a semi, you know, it's like this semi-auto I mean, gun or whatever is it? It is. Oh. it is modified to be different from the original. It is semi-auto only. Yeah, that's true, and it, it kind of reminds me of like the Suomi's, which were like really oh, big yes, those semi-auto yeah. ones. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that, which I think those did have a semi. Well, just like the thirty fours, the thirty fours had a semi-auto function on it. Yeah, it's I think it's theater. yeah, it's it's different with the thirty fours, like with a forty two. Or something like that. It's like those were always those are full auto only. So then making them semi auto, you're kind of changing them. But uh, a gun that already had the semi functionality, I, I feel like is not that's not like a huge, uh, like not a huge jump to just kind of disable the full auto function, like uh, effectively by well, you know, by making a new receiver. You have a perfect example behind you, actually. Your Webley. It's so common to find those shaved to forty five. That's no longer is that a modified, and therefore would you still consider that Milserp because that's not original, and that's yeah. not done by the British government or whoever. That's done because four fifty five was impossible to find. Well, yeah, the yeah, it's like I guess it's the difference between if like you modify or do one modification to a gun versus like replacing parts on it. So um, maybe if it was, say if it was common for these Webleys to have, say if some company made new cylinders for 45 auto, and so every Webley you found had this new made cylinder on it, it didn't have the mm-hmm. original British one. 
And then it would be like, oh, so is that, is it still a Milserp if it doesn't have the original, you know, cylinder on it? Or uh, you could kind of stretch that further, kind of like with sporterized stuff to, uh, like, at what point is a sporterized rifle not a Milserp if it's not? Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Like, I mean, I guess you get into semantics. Like, there's a difference between, like, a military gun and a Milserp. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. with a sporter, that's obviously not a military gun. But I would still say it's a Milserp. Okay. I get what you're saying. Like, it was still originally used by a military. It's just not in the original configuration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, how many modifications does it take? But that's in the case of a sporter. In in the case of like the SKSs, the Norinco SKSs, or the PSLs, actually, uh, I can never pronounce their name right. Who made the? Um, oh crap! It's the Romanian company that makes guns still. Calgar? No, it starts with a Z. Zastavas? That's Serbia. That's you. Serbia. Yeah, that's okay, you. I, I apologize to that com- that group of people. <laughs> I apologize. I forgot what country that was in. It's in. The Balkans. I don't know all the countries. <laughs> wow, um, unbelievable. But whatever. But they still make they still make the M fifty sevens brand new. Like you can buy one. one. Yeah, you can buy one brand new. Uh, that's still like, I that's that's a weird gray area for me because it's like, is it just age that makes it uh, a Milserp in that case? Because it's still the same. Like it's the same equipment, same company. It just was was does it have to be issued? Okay, you could go. Or does it have to be bought? Like 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 those Norinco SKSs, right? Obviously, there's some variations. Yeah, they don't have they don't have bayonet lugs, right? No, mine does. Oh, they do. Okay, okay. Um, But if it's like the same exact as like the military gun, no, that's obviously it's technically not a milserp, but it would be a military gun. So would that would that be more of a replica? In that regard, because it's a uh, like uh, oh 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 a good example actually I just thought of one is is the um, uh, is it Plainfield that made the commercial M ones M one carbines? Oh yeah Universal. yeah. No, who was it? Sorry. Universal. 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 Okay, so those are those are it, people that know about these. These are notoriously not very good, um, but I I know that in that uh, that collection group of the M one collectors, the M one carbine collectors. They don't refer to it as Milsorp or replica. They refer to it as commercial, and mm. and I think like you see that with Luger's too. Uh, like this is a commercial gun versus a military gun. I say that with my Mauser, uh, brew handle Mauser. It was a commercial Mauser. Yeah. So like it's a C ninety six. You know. So I so, guess you could say like those SKSs are commercial. You know, SKSs. They're not. Like I said, they're not Milserps. But to actually to actually go off of that point, the first Milserp I ever had was my SKS, but I don't call it a Milserp mm-hmm. because it was a commercial gun. The first Milserp I ever actually officially owned was a Mosin, but I had that Narinko SKS beforehand. To me, it's a commercial gun. Mm. Yeah. So I guess to be a Milserp, it has to be the mill part, right? It's got to be military. It's got to be bought by the government for military use, I would say. A government for military use. So or, have been, I got, I have... or would have been built for military use and then didn't get like didn't get sold because of whatever reason. You know what I, I mean? I mean, would you take a gorilla gun as Milserp? You know what I mean? <laughs> or does it have to be does it have to have like some official capacity to it? 
I mean, chi his Chinese Mausers are gorilla guns for the most part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you so also like, have. Are they in the same category as like a zip gun? Like. Well, I mean, you have the. Uh, I guess the Kyber Pass Ooh, stuff too. That's really good. That's a really good point there, Sam. Like that's like if it never was an official military, but it was a guerrilla or like rebel group or something. Then well, and you have the Kyber Pass was... stuff too. You know what I mean? Oh, 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 oh! Uh, the Paulista. The Paulista Rebellion. I uh, have that the Brazilian, Brazilian. CZ twenty four. That was a commercial, that. a commercial gun that the Paulistas bought to use in their civil war fighting against the Brazilian government. So they were they, they didn't win, so they are not a real government. So like, is that a milserp? That's I mean, what they were. It was used by a military, and like, it's a victim of history because if they won, it would be it a, would be a milserp. Yeah. You ever, you ever hear that uh, that Norm Macdonald joke where he's like, I was reading a history book the other day, and uh, it, it turns out that uh, every uh, good guys always win. <laughs> what are the what are the odds? <laughs> yeah. Good guys won every war. <laughs> Today's no, but, the more terrorists. the more I read about this Hitler guy, the more I don't like him. <laughs> the more no, it's yeah, he had it was a I don't care for that, him. I don't care for him. Like, he's just a real no, jerk. This is, this is a, yeah, that's it. He's <laughs> like, it's just, I think I was just, just a real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of my, yeah, that was one of my favorite Norm jokes. But you now going back to like the Norinco SKS and PSL thing. So, it, so saying a Norinco SKS isn't a Milserp because it was totally made and intended for it. I think it like it, it gets into the same sort of it's like a Venn diagram, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's kind of in that shaded area in between because was it made on the exact same machinery and assembly line that like the military guns were made on? Like because like does the machines or the plant that was it was made in, does that play into it any at all? Because like. Like your like your C ninety six, Jared. Like that was a commercial gun, say. But like, did they just make a bunch of parts and then that went to military guns? They made a bunch of parts and that went into commercial guns and whatever. Mm -hmm. There's some there's some gray area there. If it's using mm -hmm. the exact same parts or made at the exact same place, maybe by the exact same workers. Yesterday they were putting together military guns, but today they're putting together these commercial guns. Like, I mean, does don't that? You, don't you have a what was that nineteen seventeen? similar gun yeah 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 the, the honduran 1934 yeah i mean would you call mm -hmm. that a commercial gun uh, i mean it was bought by well, a military that i well, think that that's, is yeah. was his was yeah the well it's based on a commercial gun which is kind of weird mm. um the the so remington god i forgot the name of it I remington made they had a, they had a, a kind of uncommon a commercial rifle that was based on the 1917 because they had probably because it used the same machinery. Well, yeah, they had all that. this stuff like the the, yeah. the government. Yeah. The government was like, yeah. okay, I don't need the yeah. 1917s anymore. Stop and making this, them. Yeah, and exactly. And the 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 Remington commercial rifles had these two holes drilled in the side for a rear sight for like a rear aperture sight to be added. With alignment and sight. The, and so. Because the commercial model had that on all of them, all the military Honduras 1934s all have these two holes in the rear portion of yeah, the site. It looks like it's been smorgasbord. Yeah, exactly. That's what. That's that's why it was cheap. Oh, somebody drilled some holes right. in the back of the gun. I got and, a, uh, I got another exception. I just remembered. So I was watching okay. a video from Forgotten Weapons last night, 
and he pulled out a whole bunch of uh, 1903 snipers, right? And the one he was sitting there trying to say uh, was a match gun that was brought to the front. Would you consider that a Milser? Oh, yeah. It fought in a war, but it was privately owned by the soldiers. Mm. Well, you See, have that with handguns a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, th- but that, with that, it's hard to, to prove, uh, let's say, provenance. Provenance, I'll use a yeah, fancy yeah. word. So if you can prove that, then I would say it is. But it's hard to prove that with because yeah, I, World War One, especially World War Two, everybody had like whatever you had. I'm sure there was tons of like non-standard stuff that ended up being used somewhere. But like you know, like who can prove any of that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In some cases, if it's like a commercial gun, like the guys who brought their commercial revolvers like to World War Two, and they're and they're you know they got it sent over to them or whatever, and they carried it in their pocket. Like Milsurp Derringer. It's a yeah, yeah. So it's like uh that's a commercial gun that they brought over that was used in anger. Well but it's like, yeah, I guess you would have to have the provenance for it to become a Milsurp since it's just a commercial gun. There's no proof. Well and the Germans in it. was wasn't it the Germans and a lot of the militaries of World War One, they had like the officers bought their own guns, like their own handguns and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of militaries had that had that policy. Private purchase. Um, the Japanese were really big in it too. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Japanese officers they had to they had to buy their own buy their own handguns, like Type 14s and stuff. That those were those are issued to NCOs. The Italians did it with uh, like the Bodeo. You could buy your Bodeo, or you could buy something else. So, like a lot of countries did that. Mm. It was very yeah, common always, practice. I think it was. I think some countries it was like here you could take this standard issue thing, or you can buy your own if you want. Yeah. And so you so or you're just like such a higher rank like Patton that you could just carry fucking ivory handled revolvers, but uh, you know you could just kind of do uh, do whatever I guess depending on your rank. But Didn't Winston yeah, Churchill carry a C ninety six. Yeah, he had one from World War One, and he literally yeah. I think he said he credited it with saving his life. I believe it was that was in the Boer War. Oh yeah, that's right, the Boer War. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. So do the Boer Mauser count? I mean, oh yeah, for sure, no, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about yeah, the yeah. other Boer guns? Boer, yeah, the well, uh, well, yeah, most of them all went to some military. Like you have the ones that the blockade guns that went to Chile, yeah. Chile, Chile, and uh, and those uh, yeah. the the Portuguese ones that went to mostly Ooh. that went to mostly uh, 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 Australia. <laughs> you remember we I figured this out, Danny? We figured that out yeah, yeah. that the that for some oh, reason yeah. a huge amount of the Boer War South Africa shipment of the Portuguese Vigaro that just disappeared to Australia. <laughs> for some reason, the six point five Vigaro is much more common in Australia, meaning they took them. <laughs> anyway, you just yeah, thought of something. Yeah. Um. The uh, so Remington made a shitload of guns right during World mm-hmm. War One, which is kind of neat. That's a whole like I thought about getting into those like the foreign contract Remington guns because they got Bertiers and all that kind of stuff all made by Remington. But the Remington Mosins, because oh, because of the because of their civil actually. war, a bunch of the and it's it was it's a but it's made by a commercial company but for a military contract. But the Russian, you know, government that was going to buy it didn't exist and it couldn't get sent to them. And so a lot of those stayed here in the United States. Is it a Milserp? Because it was, but is made by a commercial company. 
for a, another military, but that military well, stopped uh, existing. The, or but the United existing. States bought quite a bit of them, didn't they, and used them for training? So the Finns. Well, I know we had like the National Guard force. We sent over with some of those Mosins too. We, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The the U.S. government mostly bought a lot of that stuff to keep the companies afloat. Right, because it was a huge uh, default. Yeah, like a ton of gun companies would have been like truly effed because with the war ending all of a sudden, kind of with the truce, um, like they were in the middle of contracts. They were getting geared up for for more and more. Yeah, I I think, you know, if I remember correctly, Remington had produced it had not been paid for a majority of the contract and it already produced it and was ready to ship it. And it was just like, oh, nope, that country doesn't exist anymore. Well, yeah. So, so the the a lot of times these contracts they get paid at once the guns kind of get there or get right. shipped. So it takes a shitload to like buy the facility, hire the workers, train the workers, get the machinery, get geared up, start making them and everything. And then and this you is know, a long time too. Like this is, you know, I work in yeah. manufacturing, and and to get machinery set up now in modern times, we're talking you know, thirty to forty five weeks. And that's modern times, you know, and that's just getting a tool made. That's not having the machinery and the people trained. You're talking months, years of development to get something made. And if you already have the specifications, yeah, you can speed up this process maybe. But like it's months, six months, 10 months, six months in this time period would be like like an amazing feat to get something like this size of this scale produced. Like you said, you gotta yeah. you gotta oh. you gotta procure raw material. You gotta have all this stuff ready, and you gotta have the people trained, and then it has to pass inspection. Like they have to approve oh, yeah. it. Like that was a big thing yeah, it's a, too. It's a shit, yeah, it's a shitload shitload of things have have to happen for it to for it to be. But but a lot of so a lot of the the Remingtons, uh, Mosins, they didn't they just stayed here. Um, I think a lot of them were just sold to like the the to the commercial market. So. And that was actually looks... another product of what I wanted to talk about, actually. So we we talk about training rifles. So there's a lot of 22 trainers, and there's a lot of uh, blank trainers. Uh, are those Milserp? Mm. Mm. I mean, is a yeah. Milserp? <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like is the Boy Scouts military. Is the Boy Scouts a really extended back, like branch off of like the military or something in, in like certain countries? Because is like, the Hitler Youth military? Because they trained well, the Tommy I mean, I'd say they were more military. Than and then, well, Hitler, you have like, like paramilitary. Well, you have yeah. well, you have the Japanese training rifles, the the blank, yeah, the blank firing rifles. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. the retired the retired guns that were shot out, but you also have guns that were made out of cast pot metal. That were, were guns. I quote that it's not really a gun because you could not actually fire it. Uh, it's a, a what'd you say? A beefob. Beefong. Beefong. Beefongs are different. I'll get into beefongs. Well, that uh, some of those Japanese training rifles are beefongs. They're not meant to Literally, fire live ammunition. They're meant to fire. They blanks. shot wood bullets. Well, I've seen one. Well, yes, but that's not live ammunition. Can I shoot you with it? I wouldn't want to be <laughs> shot with it. But... <laughs> So the modern beefong is like a is like a legal term. I understand, so. but like, but technically, it is a blank firing only gun. Yeah, you could shoot a live round once. Yeah, yeah, once. But I believe 
if we're going to get in the legalese here, the ATF still qualifies those as rifles, right? The blank ones, the, uh, the, the trainers, I think so. I think they still do. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I wonder, I wonder I, I, who would challenge it, but like technically, I, it, I think it all has to do with like the capability or whatever of it. I like guess is it the does, receiver it is capable could... of firing it one time, I guess maybe I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust it, but like, I don't know. Is it possible that you could put a super, super light loaded six, five in it and it would poof, like just kind of but shoot it, and not blow up. Aren't they, uh, if that's possible, aren't they smooth then, like, bore typically as well, like the, the yeah, purpose built trainers. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it just, I think it has to do with just that potential. Like, could you super light load a little projectile that uses fire to, to shoot it down the barrel? Then I mean, could you do that with a BB gun? I mean, it, little modification. I don't know how that would work with a in that case. <laughs> hmm. But anyway, there are, so there, so, but you have there are some BB guns that they converted to B fongs that Joel could or Jerry could get into, but that's like a that's a, yeah, that's a whole whole other kind of more legal. Didn't you buy? And, Jer- oh, I'm sorry, Jared. Uh, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say there's a lot of trainers that are in American use that were so like there's the. There's the M1, and then there's the M2, and there's the M16. There's a bunch of trainers in there. Mm-hmm. Ian Ian covers that because in the, like one of his Q and A's or something, I don't remember. But like a lot of like the M12, or I'm just picking a number, right? But the M12 trainer, like, so those are considered. I think those are considered surplus. They're given a number. Yeah, you I mean, know? if they're given a military designation, then I would say it's definitely yeah. considered a, a milsurp rifle or a firearm. Yeah. Don't you have one, yeah. Danny, that you just bought a a, a a rifle for your son? Oh yeah, the air yeah the air rifle. I got him the uh, it's made by uh, Heinel CG Heinel. It's like their their air rifle. Is that a military is, one or is that a commercial? See, it's kind of it's kind of one of those things. It was made for a government sponsored shooting program. Hmm. For everybody could go, the youth specifically, all the kids, they could get dressed up in their uniforms, uh, you know, Sunday after church and go shoot air rifles and train for their future military service just to kind of like introduce them to to guns and also be super cheap for them to shoot on and train on. And so it's like it's it's like a few steps removed from the actual military because it's sort of like a government organization or whatever that's meant to prepare them for future military service. Yeah, I mean, if it's a military so, program, I could kind of see that. That would be a state-sponsored program. Yeah, would yeah. be a mil- It's not a it's military a program. Yeah, it's a NASDAQ program. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what it's about kinda, the it's uh, weird? The Swedish did something similar too, right? They yeah, had... their FSRs. Yeah, but that was yeah the the FSR program. Well, so like the one we just talked about with Germans, that was f- like the express purpose of making soldiers and better shots right where the fsr program was like that was a good side effect i think and that might be one of the things too they wanted better shots for what well, are those built military, are those but... purpose-built match rifles or are those built off of previous some of them are the so the fs the fsr the swedish fsr was more like the cmp or something where like they had shooting matches mm-hmm. but they would take their military rifles put adapter sights on them which aren't military and then go shoot in these fsr competitions so it was it, it was a government sponsored shooting competition which i guess the like reasoning for it is it does make better shots 
which would make for right. a better military in general. But you are, but like better. you said, you have modified it to a non-military configuration for yeah. the match purpose. Yeah, yeah. So a lot they, of them, they do yeah, get separated, like the Swedish stuff does get separated as FSR rifle. Like it gets separated into like, you have the Swedish yeah. and then you have the FSR, like it's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of them were just, they just took standard military rifles. Some were used, shot in the FSR, regular just military rifles, never modified. But then some were modified with various things and you could be like, oh, the FSR did that because like, nobody else did that. Did they have like, I'm guessing they had like um, sections, like categories, like you could have unmodified or modified to a certain thing or like. I'd, I'd, yeah, I, I would I assume would, like, that's they how would, they, yeah, yeah. that's kind of how they do it with the CMP now, I believe, is that you have like, like original yeah. configuration, you have scoped, you have like certain things. Yeah, I would assume they would they would have that as well. But uh, yeah, that's you know that the 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 Swede that I bought is kind of in this weird category too of is it a Milserp or whatever because it was so it was so the Husqvarna made M38s and they made M they made some M96s for the commercial market and that's what this is. This is one of the few that they made for the commercial market. But the Swedish government only let them make M96 commercial rifles for the FSR during wartime. The, the caveat was, yes, but if we need them, we get to take them all. So, yeah, you can make them and you can sell them to the public. But if we need these, we, we're going to take them all. Like if war breaks out, we're invaded or whatever, uh-huh. we're going to be able to take them all. So Husqvarna's deal was like, okay, you can have all of these. So they're made to military spec. They're just like military guns. Uh-huh. But they had the caveat of like yeah, the 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 military can take all of these if it's if it's one. But it was it was they but they were guns like that gun particular never went to the military. Mm. It just went to the it just was in the in the commercial hands. So it's kind of one of those one of those things too here where looks just like it. It was made on the it was the serial numbers of the of the long rifles. Uh, they didn't have their own serial number range. They just kind of made them in between. Like they'd make uh-huh. a bunch of M- M38s for the government, and they would make a few M96s, and then would would carry on. So that the serial numbers like went back and forth between 38s and 96s, just as they went. I thought of something else. I thought of something else, and it's actually Sam made me think of this. Actually, thinking about what he was talking about. What about people that make clones? That is like yeah, like replica to make. Yeah, well, definitely like, not. Clones, like, I, I, clones, like, I don't think This is a sniper configuration Mosin. That was a very common thing to do, is to say it you was can a get, sniper. Or an yeah, X, so you an, can X get, an X sniper. Well, X sniper's okay. a different thing. Okay. I know, but you, you... Okay, I understand. Okay, I think with the clone stuff, you can, you can get, like, all commercial parts made into a clone. Or, kind of like your Jared's MP34, you can get, like, a lot of retro M16s are this way. They're all original military parts, right? Complete military uppers and barrels and everything, but they have to use a new-made commercial lower receiver. That's Right, not because it's gun. not fully automatic. So now I know a lot of people probably would not consider those Milserps, but then again, it's kind of that blurry line where a lot of Milserp guys get it because it's the closest thing you can get to a real M16. Kind of like that might be the closest thing to an, to an MG34. A lot of people can can actually you know get. So 
it's kind of one of those weird, weird blurry lines. Because you can get, like, uh, M4 up, uppers, like Colt M4 military uppers and stuff like that. Like, I've, I've seen them for at gun shows. I guess know? it's just, like it, really, just it really does depend on how pedantic you want to be with the definition. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, when you first said, like, clones, the thing that came to my mind right away was, like, the riot gun clones. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. With, oh, yeah. With a kit on them, like. There's nothing military about this. This was a oh yeah, the trench gun clones. And then, yeah, yeah. No. Those are so common. I swear, I've seen. Yeah. I see those all the time. They look oh, yeah, awesome yeah. though. I mean, it, was, it wasn't I mean, wasn't there a whole company that made like the kit, like the they made the heat shield and like the bayonet thing, like they sold that as a kit. I thought there was one at one. I mean, point. my brother's got a five twenty. He's probably gonna cut down Steven's five twenty, and he's gonna get a. a a riot gun kit for that so there you go there's another one and the, i was surprised to learn those were riot guns i didn't know mm -hmm. and they're pretty cool looking guns and they were uh browning design so well and danny and i had this conversation too about when we were talking about this like what about um like guard duty guns like shotguns yeah. like you have the um you have the uh the british have the 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 shotgun that's the Lee Enfield, they converted oh, the Lee. 410? Yeah, the 410 ones, and then, yeah. and yeah. then you have like, then and then you can go even into like, um, police issue, well, like, yeah, like what about police, police issue, <laughs> or in the case they of, reconverted in case of, Henry's into shotguns. In case of <laughs> in case of the German, the railway guns, <laughs> the mail carriers can't can't get the mail to their people. <laughs> but like Listen, mail bandits is a real thing all right <laughs> but it's just like it, it like i think like you like it's gets very pedantic of where you draw mm -hmm. the line in terms of that like yeah mail mail bandits that never went away <laughs> oh they're still porch pirates oh i mean <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what were you smiling and grabbing danny your mics okay your so, mic. so danny, i i your thought mic. of can you hear me yeah, Attaboy. yeah. so i thought so i thought of uh i thought of something else too right because so you have companies like Walther and Sauer and everything like making military guns, right? For the military, they made these pistols for the military. But then they also made the same exact guns for like police and for commercial, right? So if you're if you're saying like milser for like for the people that are saying like, well, only if it went to the military is it a military gun? Well, here's one that went to the military and say. Is this one military too, right? Sorry, it's and got it, a different finish. It's not military. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, that has an Eagle C and that has an Eagle 3.7. So this is a military Wathenop one. So that's the only, so that one's not a Milserp technically. Because this Sour 38H went to the police. That's a police gun. During the war. So you I've would heard say a, lot of, a lot of people call that a police gun. Depending on the, yeah, like yeah. those ones, you can trace the markings though. It's not just yeah. like, oh yeah, I got a Colt 1903. Like, those are marked, right, for the police. Well, you yeah. have yeah. like, I've seen shotguns marked like police use, like mm -hmm. old shotguns, a, a National Guard stuff, like that kind of thing. Well, National Guard's different. It's that's still, I would say, military. But you have like police use uh, stuff because the police, especially in the early 1900s, were using a lot of random stuff. Like, it was not standardized whatsoever. So, like, I I remember um, 
actually near me in, in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, within the last 10 years, they were going through the police like storage area and they came across like 20 new in box Thompson submachine guns that they had bought brand new and never used. They were still like original Thompson submachine guns with the full like Tommy gun kind of thing. And it's like, well, that's friggin' cool. And they sold all of them too. They bought Glocks with them or whatever. But like, uh, and they sold them too as like yeah. full legal, like full full auto transferable. Guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was like it was like they just didn't know they had them. They forgot they had them, and they just left them in the original shipping containers and everything. So like that was yeah. really cool. But like that's not Milsurp, but they did use those guns in the military i mean it's just like very like really where do you crawl the line you know i mean i guess the the fact of the matter is 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 this really only matters a lot if you're selling it you're just talking about it you know it's not as important but you know i guess pass it off as something the provenance issue the argument of provenance is is going to be like what is worth more you know what i mean like yeah if if you can prove it was used there somewhere or something like that, it's gonna be worth more potentially. Mm. Yeah. But it's just kind of it's just kind of interesting. Like you don't see there are guns. If it's the exact same gun that was made for the military, then I think a lot of people do lump it into into military surplus. Like Axis Arms, the gun seller, like he he'll he'll sell Narinko. Like he only does Millsurps. Or I think at least primarily, and like he'll do Narinko SKSs, or he will do. Oh, uh, here we go. 1922. Yeah, a commercial 1922. It's not a. It's not a military 1922. But again, it's one of those. It's one of those things. Like, who is? Who do you think was buying commercial pistols in Nazi Germany? Right. Like, who do you think had permission to buy? pistols the burgermeister yeah do you think yeah do you think (laughs) hamburger hans do you think hans working down at the at the bakery could could legally go buy him a pistol like no that was like it was officials and politicians and party members and shit you know that was that was buying him so and one weird thing like is my but that goes back into the proving it you know what i mean like that's yeah that's a commercial gun it doesn't have any proof of being military issued. Yeah, yeah. Well, that so, that. Well, does that this one... is a border guard. This one just happens to be uh, West German border guard. Oh, okay. So that one. Um, I had it looked at. Issued. I had it looked at in a guy who thinks that this is actually uh, Berlin, West West Berlin, use, oh. so West German in Berlin, um, based on the markings. But like, yeah, it's like. Commercial commercial guns or guns that are like not military. Like this is not this is not a military marked PPK. There are no military markings on this gun. And and did it is it a military gun? Is it a Milserp? Right? If it's a commercial commercial made gun. I know what that gun is. It's a it's a CNR. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. That's a bad example. That's a special contract gun. Yeah. I know what that guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I think did I show this already? I showed it uh, already. I don't remember. Your PP? No. Oh, I, I had a I had a PP. My PP is on the wall. My bad. Uh, this is the PPK. Did I get this since the last podcast? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, so. I can't remember. No. 
Oh. I don't remember you showing the PPK. There you go. That, uh, this is, uh, okay, in 1941, the Waffen-SS put in a contract for 500 PPKs. And this is, this is one of that contract to 500. Waffen-SS is a division of the OKH? It's, no. a, it's paramilitary. Okay, but it's a, the, the Waffen-SS was a paramilitary organization. There's no so there's no Waffen amps on this gun because it's not a it's not German. So how do you how do you prove it? I'm I'm ignorant of this. How do you know it was one of those uh, pistols? Um, because they asked for the serial number to be on the slide as well, which at the time they didn't put them on the slide as well, uh, and then the serial range. Okay, so there's a recorded serial range, uh, and then it also mm -hmm. it is on the slide too. So it is yeah. Yeah, and it was verified by uh, Tom at Legacy, uh, Doctor Doctor Tom at Legacy um, Firearms. So, I don't know, no Waffen arms. Best I could do is five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the story. Where's the mum? Where's the mum? Yeah, Where's the yeah, mom? I know. You know the yeah. Um, anywho, you can so like there's there's little hidden gems out there too. Like most people would see, it's got like no no bluing left on it or whatever, but. You know, you'd you'd see a pistol like this, no military markings, no finish or whatever, and think, yeah, best I could do is five hundred, Sonny, or whatever. But like, oh, oh no, it's actually a a super rare, actual SS contract, proven, yeah, yep, actual, yeah, issued to an SS officer. That's hard to do Maybe. to to prove to prove an SS thing because they didn't always have like that written down. Like it's because it's paramilitary; they bought and grabbed whatever. You know, so. Yeah, the so apparently uh, the documents were captured by the Americans on who these were issued to, and it's stored on like microfilm, microfiche, and microfiche. Yeah, the little little slides. The so you can yeah, so you have to like go and physically like look at the look at the documents in order to uh, in order to see these, but. Yeah, it's one of the, but like the guy who that was issued to, it is written down in a paper and in an archive somewhere. You know, you just have to, I just have, you do, somebody would have to figure out how the, how the hell to go and find that out. But, um, yeah, it's one of those weird things. So, yeah, the police versus commercial pistol. So it's among the same line, like the, like the 1922 commercials. Um, between like three and 5% of total 1922 production was for, was commercial. So it's sort of the opposite of other guns where like, Commercial 1922s are uh, probably more expensive, and they're a lot less common than the commercial ones, where it's so, like the flip with like Walters and stuff. So we have our we have our Venn diagram here. We've got we've got military issue, right? We've got circles. Well, we've got military issue. We have commercial production, and then police as well, and then like yeah, what, like paramilitary somewhere in there like i mean yeah i guess paramilitary would be probably the fourth like so i don't know how well, that a fifth what was the fifth Fong. oh okay yeah i have at the builder a parts matching ppsh kit it will never be a real gun again it was torch cut it will be made into a toy well real gun is a, like a legal thing again yeah right? it well yeah. i i, made, I I say it like in, I guess I guess then fire real bullets. Yeah. Here's here's why I say it because it'll never be a real boy, <laughs> because it's just a, a blank Pinocchio gun, right? gun. Yeah, yeah, like it's my Pinocchio. It'll never be a real boy. Like the MG34 is a real boy. Mm. That's that's exactly how I say it. So 
it was a PPSH-41 made in 1945. It's a parts-matching gun that they were cut up by the ATF, and it will be made into a blank-fire-only non-gun. It will. It cannot be made unless you have license, blah, blah, blah. Well, so I think that would, what that would gun. be is like you have, so you have the Venn diagram with the four things interlapping, but then you also have off to the side of military, you have B-Fong like interlapping with, with that. Or like you'd have parts kits yeah, and then you'd have like yeah. semi-auto builds, B-Fongs. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh-huh. like MG42s and 34s that are made to be B-Fong only, like there's a lot of rules to this that I'm not going to get into because I don't know them all, right? But those are things that should never shoot. Right. Unless you do all the crap that you're dictated to do, but you can put blanks in it and it'll run full auto in blanks. It's like its own category that it's a special exemption. It's a special exemption. It's all original parts. It's made in original machinery in 1945. Everything is exactly the way that it's described. It's just legally, just legally. It's not a firearm and it doesn't shoot bullets. I mean, but that's what, that's how it is, right? Legally. It's not a firearm anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. it's a it's a weird reenactor niche the kind of thing that like that's really the only mm-hmm. people that are like movie people that well yeah we, the movies but, too like, movie the movies the same yeah. way yeah interesting it's, it's yeah it's it's tough to consider because especially if you don't really understand it or know or like understand its use but like it's all original parts made on original machinery in a factory that's numbers matching like i guess you could go more off of where it's actually from or who it's from it's a Russian PPSH-41. Oh, there you go. It's from the military. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's MG-42s. It's it's MG-34s. It's MP-40s or MP-28s or, you know. But I guess since it's modified, if you're doing a Venn diagram. It's its own bubble. Somewhere towards that commercial line. Yeah. I don't know about commercial. It would be more It would be more of a modification. We, I, this is a very complicated Venn diagram. Isn't it? Uh, I don't well, even know if, if it's, it's a Venn diagram anymore. So yeah. does so does that sort of commercially remade MG34 somehow share the circle or whatever as the straight up like commercial Sour 30Hs or 1922s because it's just a commercial gun. My my Which, MG34 has eagles on it. I would say I would say more. That's more of a a modification section. Like you'd have to have a modification section. That would I feel be, like if. That would be like where the clones are. That would be where like you've modified the rifle or firearm in some way that either for either, legal reasons, for legal reasons or for whatever reason, like the well, that's why I, I the forty five like, the forty five Webleys are not for legal reasons. Those are for simplicity reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have the the Bubba's in there. Um, like it would all be under modification of the original configuration. And I mean, but you have like caveats there too, where you have like the the Thai uh, police Type Thirty Eights that look like sporterized uh, rifles because they are. They cut off the stocks and made little carbines out gun. of them. Yeah, it's a police gun, but it was a military Japanese gun. <laughs> like, yep. What? I guess <laughs> between police and military. It's a really complicated Venn diagram. I can, here, so. I can actually answer this question, I think. Uh-oh. Yeah? It's very simple. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
You I, collect I, whatever the hell you I, want. I don't to think I don't think we're gonna yeah. like solve this. I don't think it's really a no. thing. Yeah, no. I don't think it's solvable. Yeah, I almost feel like you know, Mills like Millsurp or whatever, like I collect Millsurps because I run into the problem a lot of because like I'll go into a gun shop and they're like, Can I help you? And I'm like, Oh, I just I'm into like oh, do you have any Millsurps? And guys are usually like, uh, what do you, you know, what do you mean? Or what do you, what's, what's that? Or, you know, maybe, uh, DNR is the better term when you're looking. Cause yeah. all the older stuff in there and then it tends to be military anyway. So yeah, but it, it does sort of fit better because it, it kind of fits the older stuff, but also, but to the gun shops, I don't think CNR is a real, a real FFL that it doesn't really do anything for them. You got anything with uh, wood on it? The thing that yeah, I, I say, know. <laughs> let's keep old, it real general. I always, I always say old military guns. I say yeah, old, military old military looking guns because you can at least say looking, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we had this old looking gun," and then they'll show you like they'll show you a 1922. Is it is it a milserp? Is it police? Is it commercial? Who gives a shit? They understood what I wanted, you know. And that's also three thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, we looked it up on Gunbroker, and that's what they're listening to them right yeah. now. Some of yeah. these are going for fifteen hundred dollars. Probably mark this one at thirteen. Yeah, a lot of times, if I if I, I've said something like, "Oh, you know, look, I like old military guns," and they're like, "Oh, you like Civil War stuff or whatever." Like, mm. it's funny when like old when mm. like it seems like when a lot of old guys think old military guns, they think like way back. So they're talking about like, you know, front pushers and all, you know all that kind of stuff. Wait, front? What what was the term, Jared? Front, front stuffer. Front stuffer. There we go. Front stuffers and yeah. I've never heard so. that. What does that mean? It's an ignorant. Oh, from muzzle loading. Okay. I got you. The further west you go towards the Appalachians, the, the more simple it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of, it's, so it's interesting. So do we want to answer the question? Is, is I don't Jared's. Know. Oh, it's Jared's gun. Is, is MP, yeah, is his gun a Millsurp? I'm sorry. Is that MP34? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It's not a CNR. Uh-uh. I don't know if... if, if uh, I would say it is, yeah. I mean, I kinda, I'm kind of with Jared here in terms of like... I would say, in my opinion, no. But also, like, who gives a shit? It's a, it's a firing yeah. MP34. MG34. MG. Sorry, not MP. MP34s are different and they're I, cool. I, I know. I like. I would love to have it. Yeah. I I of would totally. Oh, yeah. I would totally buy a replica MP34. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would. But like. Yeah. But like. I would say no, because it's modifying. And like in the same vein of like, I wouldn't want to buy it because I love. I really love anti tank rifles. I'd love to have an anti tank rifle collection. I just don't have the legal ability to do so in Illinois. And also the money. But I would love to have a boys 55 anti-tank rifle. But the common thing to do with those is to make them 50 cal. And like, I, in my opinion, I would not consider a 50 caliber boys a Millserp. Or at least it's been modified to make it legal in that regard. So I don't consider it like an original configuration anymore. It would not be something that I'm interested in. But, like, I'm not going to sit there and tell somebody that's super excited about it, I don't give a shit about your gun, it's not real. Like, that's ridiculous. That's 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 toxic community is what that is. Yeah. And, and, and But there are people that will do that, and especially in the gun community, too. 
But like any 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 collecting community, there'll be people like that. It's like it's not original, so fuck off. Yeah, the the purists. Yeah. So like, yeah. I I would say, in my opinion, it's not something. I think it'd be awesome to have an MG34. I would buy one if I could afford it, obviously. But I'm not gonna sit there and go, oh, it's an all original rifle. Like, but Jared's not saying that either. So like, I don't know what we're talking about here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like MG34s are just like the 40 MG. MG34. I got you doing it too. You have to get, yeah, you have to, you'd have to get a commercial receiver and kind of rebuild it and semi, semi only sort of thing, Mm -hmm. Um, which is pretty close. I I saw a guy on Facebook who, who, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I saw a guy on Facebook who got, somehow got a receiver and then registered it as an SBR. And so he has like a semi auto only uh, MP34 with like the original barrel and everything that he can, you know, take out and shoot and stuff. And that's, I think that's pretty neat, and it's like, again, it's like the MG where it had a semi-auto setting, and so it's just using that functionalities, but original receiver. I mean, we like have... there are a lot of there, there's a lot of countries out there where they don't have an ATF that's that does that stuff, like where they just like the the guy, a guy posted in a Facebook group. Uh, I don't know if you saw this a couple of weeks ago, uh, Aaron, where. He had an M16, an M16A1, and it had the third hole, but there's not a pin in it because in his country, you just have to, you just take out the full auto parts and it's no longer full auto and then it's legal. And he posted that onto a Facebook group and everybody was like, oh, that's illegal. Oh, that's a full auto. Oh, that's a machine gun. Oh, the ATF. And he's like, I'm not in America, guys. This is legal here. But I can't all oh, these Americans. Like, Sorry, I these- have freedom. <laughs> I know all these like cucked Americans are in this group. Like, oh, you can't have that. Actually, it's like that's like the online Facebook version of like you got a you got a tax stamp for that at the gun yeah, range. Stamp yeah. It's any time yeah, so. if you if you posted a stock pistol, Danny, there would be people throwing sh- shit about it too. You know, mm-hmm. wow, that's mm-hmm. an SBR. Uh, yeah, just well, like you you posted that funny joke about this is a real FN, and everybody was like, no, it's not. It's not real. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Ultimately, to me, it's just do whatever you want with your own money. Yeah, and you can call know. it whatever you want. And I've got one, and you don't. Sucks. <laughs> I've got I've got an MP34 bayonet. Well, not really. It's not an MP34. What's the Portuguese designation? MP34. It has. A, yeah. I thought it has a different designation. Oh, the, the Portuguese have. Oh, their they own. probably call it something goofy. It, I don't it's know a. It's a yeah. separate designation because it's slightly different than the MP34. But but I have that bayonet. So I have a very obscure bayonet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you'll need the 34 to go with it then. Well, I think but it's a not a 34. It's it's a special thing. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of the 34s I've seen are like. Portuguese marked. They are. Well, the Portuguese bought them. Major not, yeah, they had a major contract. You can get them on IMA. They have an aluminum receiver. They're twenty eight hundred dollars and fifty or twenty eight hundred fifty. Mm. Wait, what? Really just the receiver? Out. No, the whole thing with an aluminum receiver that's not drilled out. Yeah, so it's like it's like a display. Yeah, it's a display thing. Yeah. So IMA MP thirty four. Let's see. It's not like we were looking at these yesterday. You got a you got a frog in your pocket. No, it was me and another guy. Let's see. Oh yeah, twenty-four. Oh yeah, twenty-eight hundred. Forty-two, dude. Ugh. How do you? It's an MP34. Ooh. 
<laughs> oh, with the umlauts? Yeah, the O with the umlauts is pronounced yeah. U. U. Usterreich. <laughs> Usterreicher, yeah. Uh, the, the Portuguese version is the M942. Oh, wow. A lot of originality there with the old 937 and the 942 because they're yeah. all made no, in I almost, <laughs> I almost, I almost said that, I swear. Yeah. Man. A lot uh, of thought went into the name of these. When, when did they buy them, you think, guys? Yeah. They'll see, because there was also an M935 and an M938. Yeah. So the M935 was uh, a 45 ACP version of the MP34. Oh, that's cool. And then the nice. M, the M nine three eight was a seven six five by twenty one Luger MP thirty four. Man, the the MP thirty fours are just so sexy looking. Yeah. That like that era of guns with all like the milled parts and the like the the ventilated. Uh, I believe steel is just. They were called like they were they were called like hot. They were it was highly like, yeah. Nicknamed the Rolls Royce of submachine guns because it was like it's very best quality, highest possible finish possible. Like these were very well made, but it was also yeah. fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah. oh, of course, yeah, yeah. My, I think my favorite part of the of the MP34 is the built-in mag loader. It's it's got like the stripper mm -hmm. clip guide built into yeah, like the, the yeah. top of the, the top of the magwell. Yeah. So you could you take the mag and you stick it like up through it, and then you could take the stripper clips to load the mags. Yep, which is super handy on a gun. I don't know if you guys have like seen a lot of the combat footage in Ukraine, but I've seen like Ukrainians that are I think they were Ukrainians. They had like they had like two AK seventy four mags, and they would put one in the gun, shoot it. And then it'd go down and like they would load it or like another guy would load it. Like they had a bunch of like just empty, like just single rounds and they're just loading a mag going up, shooting it, going back down, loading it and shooting it like all day. They, they didn't have any uh, clips. So yeah, I saw one it, recently where uh, they were in the trenches and the guy was just doing nothing but loading for the other guy who was fighting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's a timeless, that's a timeless thing, you know? And, uh, yeah, you got your stripper clip guy built built right into this thing. That's a it's it pretty cool. I don't know if the Russians ever issued stripper clips with their five four five guns. I don't know enough I don't know. to know. I don't know if like an SKS clip would hold that or something. That'd be kind of be kind of cool I, if it I think did. The, but did the because uh... we do that, the U.S. does that. We issue we issue them on on clips. Well, there's the I'm trying to think of what would be issued on clips. I would assume the the uh, so the nine by eighteen would be that was made for a long time. Like they still use they still use nine by eighteen to this day. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they have like uh, submachine guns. Yeah, they the, use. they're good. It's three eighty three eighty uh, plus P is is really good. Yeah. Um, and then I you wrong Makarov. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's like it's three eighty plus P plus essentially. You're disgusting. Stop talking. It's not even it's not even close to nine millimeter para at all. I mean, yeah, when it's, it's like it's when I heard people talk diameter. about it. When I heard people talk about it, I assumed it was like somewhere in between the power range of nine millimeter and three eighty. But no, it's like it's like right there above three eighty. It's like right there. And oh boy, those Mac guys make it seem like oh no, it's actually. <laughs> 
It's just slightly less powerful. What were you shooting? What? The the factory loaded Mac ammo that I shot was ripping. The stuff that I reload is light. Oh, I oh, mean, out of a Mac. Oh yeah, it feels yeah, out of a it Mac because yeah. it's a straight. It's a blowback pistol, dude. It's just straight blowback. So it, yeah, it 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 kicks. It's hot because you're shooting three uh, D, you know, plus P plus kind of essentially out of the, out of a straight blowback pistol, which is chunky and heavy. But yeah, no, it's not. They couldn't have made the Makarov and 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 something as powerful as nine millimeter para, most likely. Like straight blowback, it'd look like a. You can make a like nine. A well, let me rephrase that. You can make a nine millimeter blowback. It's called an Astra, but it's it's yeah, it's blowback. Man, now you got me looking at MP MP thirty four B fongs and stuff right now. <laughs> oh, there's an MP forty MP forty B fong. It's only thirty eight hundred dollars. Yeah, only mm-hmm. only Danny. Is it an SS room or is it a? Um... It's uh, NJ Sekela Sekela. I, I wish I could remember that company who's making the they're they're making the uh, speaking of the re, the reproductions, we talked about them on a previous podcast. They're the the German company that's bringing in the parts, but among the first guns they're they're wanting to make is the MP34 or MP38s, which is I thought was weird instead making a 38 instead of the 40. Yeah, because that means and and yeah, and they're making the MKB 42, which yeah. I'm most excited for. Yeah, like. That is a very rare gun that, like, just the average person is never going to own. So, like, that's really cool. And they're shipping them in kits, you said? But no, I mean, kind of. They've already, yeah, they've already done that. They've already people are already buying the kits. They, they're the MP, the MP40 kits, and the MP44 kits or slash STG44 kits. Um, already exist. People are were already buying them and stuff. Um, I forgot how much they were. But they might be sold out by now. But they were, yeah, they were yeah. sending just the parts kits here, and then they're also gonna um, get with the 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 company, the gun company in Kentucky to to make the the full guns. And those are gonna look, those are gonna look like the originals, which is the key because the HMG, the the Palmetto guns, they don't they don't even look like the original ones. Like the lowers, it oh, doesn't yeah. have like the lowers look. Unfortunately, on the HMGs, the lowers are just off. And they, because of the manufacturing techniques that they went with or whatever, it just it wasn't deemed possible or viable or whatever, whatever. So, like, I'm not knocking on them for not having it perfect. But, I don't know, Kraut Space Magic, they're, they're somehow able to, able to do it um, with, these, with these new ones. So, well, uh, I know you could buy some in 22. <laughs> those are... Oh, cheap. yeah, no. Yeah, GSG. Yeah, those are very common. I remember when they came out, they, a lot of guys seemed really excited for those. Did they stop the um, importation the of those? 23s. I thought I heard they stopped the importation of those. Did they, or did this mm. they stopping bought? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I thought I heard something about that was those were being stopped from being imported. I mean, I think they're still all over Gunbroker if you look. But I don't know. Okay, here we go. I think I found it. DKProductionGroup.com. That's it. Yeah, DK. Yeah, if anyone heard it, I would recognize it dkproductions.com uh, uh why is their website okay here we go yeah yeah and so they're they're partnering with port system dietrich of germany so if you're listening to this i highly recommend going to this website and or contacting them and telling them that you're excited as shit like i am and want one of these real bad 
Oh man, they got they have STG forty four flats now, receiver flats. Oh, that's exciting. MP forty four op. Yeah, they have an operad. They have a bunch of parts. The reproduction magazines. So, so GSG is selling uh, MP forties right now on Gunbroker. They're yeah. they're new made, single shot. They're listed as they don't have a stock. Uh, so oh they're yeah, listed yeah. As pistols. Yeah. Yeah, they came. Yeah, they came out with those. That's like. I'll be right back. Not at all, no sir. Okay. No, those are all original. Uh, new manufacturer. I mean, I mean, yeah, all, yeah. Well, all new manufacturer. But like again, I think these, like these part, like this receiver, this STG forty four flat receiver on this that I'm looking at here, it looks like the real one. These are really cheap. It's made. It's made in Germany. Hmm. It's yeah. Uh, an STG forty four receiver made in Germany is cool. Yeah, oh, these um, these uh these GSG forty MP forties are really cheap. They're only yeah here I'll send six hundred dollars. Yeah, just just search uh, dkproductiongroup.com. Yeah, I bought I bought it. Oh yeah, I bought a G forty three magazine from them. They had some new like original things. Like I don't know if they, I don't know if they imported them from Germany or something. But they had a G forty three magazine, an original one on on here just randomly. That was a good price, so I bought it. But yeah, they have, uh, if you click on their, uh, just like the main website, just when you go like the main page, um, if you scroll down like under shop, it's got like what they're, what they're coming out with. And it's, it's exciting. They have an FG42, um, the MK, yeah, the MKB42, the MP43, the MP44. On here, they say they're going to make a reproduction K43. Um, they're gonna do the uh it's the uh, the VG1-5 MP38s. Uh they're gonna do the uh, oh the the German copy of the Sten that has the the vertical mag. They're making those. Um like this is it's cool as shit. It looks like they're making like a modern version of the FG42. So if you look down under BD Modern. It looks just like an FG42, but it's got like fucking key mod around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's super cool. Um, I'm I, I'm I'm guessing as of now, like there's no buy it now or anything like that. But okay, I just clicked on one. It's called the SG13. Looks just like an FG42, but like M lock and everything on it. It says under the description, a modern FG42 in 7.6254R. Yeah. Like, uh, so this is pretty cool. Like, if they can just make, if they can make 10% of this lineup, I will be impressed and I will be buying. I'd love a Um, G43 that wouldn't break my bank. (laughs) Yeah, 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 G43. That's going to be, like, some some of the guns I would be picky about. The G43 is the one I'd be picky about because, like, the imperfections of the originals is what makes them them, you know, and if the new ones are too slick and, you know, slick and shiny, like it's going to kind of, you know, be a little bit of a turnoff to me. I but mean, I could like hit it with a hammer stamp- and some sandpaper. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the rough forging, man. The rough, <laughs> the rough forging, forging, you got to Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the st- stamped is stamped. So like these stamped guns, I think it all can all be very good, you know, like the MP40s and these STG40. 44s and stuff but yeah the, they're they call it the bd 42h that's what that's a modern mkb 42 h 
because it was made by Heinel. That's what the H is for, because there was a bunch of them. Hey, a doggy. Doggy, Aaron. Aaron, you, so your, your picture on Facebook, your profile picture, is it that dog or is it the uh, other dog? I don't know. I have to look. So you, so you and another friend of mine have like a dog as their picture. And I swear to God, I, cl- I get you too confused all the time because you're just like dogs. <laughs> so I'm like, which dog friend am I sending it to? <laughs> she's a little sad right now. It's just me and her in the uh, house. So when uh, I'm gone, at, buddy. when I'm gone at work, she's by herself. She's never been by herself before. So she's a little, oh, uh, she's a little, bring squirrely. her to work. Oh, I'm sure she'd love it. Oh. Uh, well, we already had a cat in the video, specifically a cat's butt. That was my cat. Oh. That's what he does. Okay, let me read the description of the MKB42 here. The, the, Are we still uh, recording? BD... Are you done? Yeah, I'm still recording. Okay. BD42H is SSD's reproduction of MKB42H, the forerunner of MP44. It was... I have a feeling this must be translated, like a bad translation from German or something, but it says it was made... Uh, 11833 of these guns during WW2. We are currently working on making a closed bolt model for the US marked. Yeah, this has got to be bad translation. Nice. Um, that doesn't exactly instill confidence <laughs> that this is ever going to happen. But oh, I, uh, I'm just dreaming. I just, this would all be amazing. Like, yes, make, make all these happen. Do you know how many people would, uh, would, would, would buy these dozens yeah dozens there's, there's dozens of us i can think of at least two i mean how much <laughs> i mean it's all going to be how much they're going to pay and how many they're going to make oh on the list is a it's a reproduction of the bergman mp35 I'm, i would talk if about a niche gun if, yeah if they're, they're calling it the pd35 thread them for a bfa so we can shoot blanks out of them at each other. <laughs> they could just make B-fongs. Like, they would make a killing just on B-fongs. Mm-hmm. It'd be easy to import. They wouldn't be guns. They could mm-hmm. just be sold, sold, you know, anywhere. Yeah, that would be, uh, that'd be the shit. They just made B-fongs. Uh, the company for the K98's Kodiak Defense. Kodiak Defense. Oh, it's yeah. They're, uh, they're a Canuck. Yeah. Uh, Those so. are... Those are those would be nice too because you could just throw it on the ground and not care. Well, it'd also be nice because if it's cheap enough, I could rip a whole bunch of parts off it and, and yeah. build something else with it. So that so those um, if you remember from the video, that was made in Serbia. The K ninety eight. Yeah, the K ninety eight Ks are in, they're made in Serbia and imported from Serbia. And I so I, my first thought was like, oh, is it made off of like? The machinery, the Serbian machinery, the Mauser machinery that's already there, was it like mothballed and they pulled it out and then started making guns? Because I doubt it's brand new machinery. At that price point, I doubt it's brand new machinery. How so much is it? What's the it's like a thousand, I think, I think around a thousand bucks, if I remember uh, correctly. So Maybe I made it up. Maybe I made that number up. Yeah, I but, don't remember ever seeing a price on um, it. So, anyway, I, so the, the, the Serbians, like the Yugo Mausers and stuff, none of those are the 98 pattern. They're all the FN24s. Yeah, I've got an M48 behind me. Yeah, so the, yeah, the, the, uh, for the people listening that don't know, so the M48s, they're the, they're the, like the intermediate action. It's, it's a proprietary length action that FN came out with on their FN24s because they thought it'd be a good idea. We'll make a slightly shorter action 
Well, nobody really liked it. Everybody wanted to stick with kind of the, the standard out there, which was the German 98 length action. Because the, the so, so my point is with this, the Kodiak K98K. Yeah, that guy. You yeah. can, yeah, yeah. So, my, so my, the Kodiaks might be made with that, maybe the same machinery that made those M48s. And if, and if so, if it's made to that spec, which I'm guessing it is, it might not be interchangeable, like with uh, standard, you know, 1898 bolts and parts and stuff. I mean, so, I wouldn't be too surprised if it wasn't. But yeah. If you want an interesting note, you can actually use the firing pins out of a K98, a long rifle, a long action. You have to use the cocking knob. It'll fit. Because I had a broken firing pin in my Yugo M48, and you can use a K98K firing pin and cocking knob, and it will fit and work. Oh, neat. Really? You know how many issues with that? No, I shot mine live. Hmm. Before I got, um, I ended up finding a firing pin for it that was the actual M48 firing pin. But yeah, for two years I used the K98K firing pin and cocking knob. So nice tip for people. Yep, it does. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Everything, like every part of an M48, is cheaper. I, I know, like, Danny, all the, the part prices, because I'm always looking yeah. at them. Mm -hmm. I saw, I'm finding on, uh, uh, they're talking about these these K98s. So they are saying they're from Serbia. They have not clarified what that means. It, they just have said they're coming from Serbia. So there's people discussing, like, are they new old stock? Are they all new? Um, is it built off the original machinery? Because... About the only major arms manufacturer that could do something like this would probably have to be Zastava. Mm -hmm. So, but Zastava's not said anything. So it's like, where are these coming from? They've not clarified. So, the the Can eighty eight reproductions, they've not clarified where those are coming from, except that it's yeah, Serbia. Yeah, yeah it's then, kind of a mystery. And then. They are also talking about your DK productions uh, in this one form I found, and they said that the uh, the MP forty ones, the MP thirty eight, MP forty ones, uh, are extremely well made, and he said they even use bakelite. They don't use plastic; it's actual bakelite. They make bakelite for it. Oh, I love them! I love them so much. Well, for it's that. German, so cool. of course it's going to be ridiculous. I love German bakelite. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. What's that? What's that saying? Beat still. My... It says it, he says that he's oh, not sure. He doesn't remember what they cost typically, but he thinks he remembers a price around five k for that one of the Shut MP, up and take my money. MP thirty eight. <laughs> and so, uh, so the DK production website they have like a recent post thing. I just saw one. They were at they were at Shot Show. Uh, they posted in, in February second, twenty twenty three. Um, that they'll be in shot. Then the Show of shows in Louisville. So Sorry, not shot. I'm assuming these are sold as pistols, um, then, right? Legally. Yeah, the one in the picture does not have a stock on it. So I'm. Right. Yeah, these are most likely just a pistol, and you fucking deal with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's in the yeah the MP38 in the picture looks it looks fucking good. You know, it looks new, like it's clean. Well, and they do everything. have some with stocks but, on them. It looks like maybe those would be sold as SBRs. Take your tax stamp. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a. Yeah. They've got the BD-38 with the stock on it, but they also have a... Is that a Sten? Oh, it's a... 
Now, what it's, the It's frick? in copy. What? That, yeah, what I just mentioned that one. Yeah, okay, this is really obscure crap that they're digging up Yeah, like up I here. said. Like I said, with that Bergman MP35 and stuff, is like, yeah, that's some really niche things. Like, the, who's going to buy a reproduction German plastic copy of the Sten? Yeah, this is a, <laughs> the MP3008. The Volkstrom guys? Yeah. Who? What? Who is this for? The Volkstrom guys. Oh, yeah. So here's a... Here's a they they also sell kit. They also sell the parts kits for the other Volkstrom rifles. Yeah, so these... You know, these parts kits are, like, kind of the only game in town for really, like, if, um, I mean, who doesn't want an MP, MP44, right? But if you want an MP44, like, what what do you do? You buy a parts kit and maybe find somebody, like, an original parts kit and maybe find somebody to make you a receiver or whatever. You wait for, you keep waiting for your HMG, um, you know, or or maybe you, you know, you get one of these parts kits, Um this says the 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 price of the uh, the forty four kits will be four thousand dollars with a real, what not a real, but with a receiver blank, or thirty eight hundred without the blank. So two hundred dollars for a piece of metal. So for yeah, so four hundred bucks or four thousand bucks for uh, for basically an MP forty four that just needs some you know well I guess it needs a barrel but a barrel and some gunsmithing, and. Uh, you know that's not uh, that's not crazy. You know, that's not like out of you know though, Danny. I'm thinking about this. I kind of understand them picking obscure stuff too, because it's like these will be bought by the people that have the money to pay the four to five k, but they can't find an original rifle, like they don't exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like this. Yeah, they is don't the, exist, or you can't afford a twenty k gun. Is the, this is the next best yeah. thing. It's, and and they're doing the next best thing. Like you're right. That this is a it's a very it's, niche market, but it's it exists. It's exactly the same as the thirty four that I have. I mean, I don't have. You're looking at it right now, Danny. You're 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 a target for this right here because you're like, I I can't afford an original MP40, but yeah, and an original MP40 is twenty grand plus. Depending. Well, you also have to get yeah, the stamp yeah. and everything like that too, right? And I want. If I get a reproduction or like a parts kit build MP44, like I want one that can take the original MP44 magazines. That's kind of the thing I want. So like it's very specific. I get I get I get how cool it is to have an MP44 that's capable of being chambered in like 556 and stuff. And yeah, you could shoot that a lot more. And I think the idea of coming out with like like a what would like what would Stoner do, but for like the MP44, like totally modernize an MP44, like pretend like the Germans won and they kept the MP44 forever and like modernize it like throughout the years or whatever, like something like that. It's kind of a it's kind of a neat neat idea to kind of play around with. But make it take Glock, man. Oh man. <laughs> okay, they have a they have a post from July sixteenth, twenty twenty two. This is the first U.S. made MP38 semi-auto pistol. These will go out to dealers very soon. So, so they're making MP38 pistols as of July 16, 2022. I'm kind of looking at that uh, K98 reproduction. There's only like one video on it. Yeah. But you can oh. see some small things that are that are a little wrong. Like the front barrel band doesn't quite fit right on like their display piece. Like it's a little too far back on the barrel. You can see way too much of the the bayonet lug up front. And then like if you look at the bolt, the whole bolt handle is pretty different. Like it's polished smooth and the shape's pretty wrong. 
I think it's bent is a little more straight down, so. It's probably like M48 angle. Uh, it's almost more like a sporter angle. Like it's a little sharper. Yeah, I can see the thing he's talking about, Danny. It's a pretty sharp angle. Yeah, it, it really looks like a sporter bolt more than anything. So, like, I but I don't know. Imagine. I don't know K98. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, it's definitely like a sport. Oh, and it's got the cutout. Oh, my goodness. This is unforgivable. It's got the cutout in the stock. Just like this is like what a FUD would do when they sporterized a, a, a rifle. They'd want the bolt to turn down extra tight. Oh. And so they would they'd cut that they'd cut that groove in the stock. You can mm, see it at yeah. two at 221 of the video. How did I, mean, I not notice that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a full on like I mean you can tell it's it it does oh, look like yeah, yeah, the front band doesn't fit. I mean the finish is way too shiny. So the front band doesn't fit. That is just so that's because of the so you see the the band spring so it could be that that band spring is too with the with the way the little display bar is. I can't tell on that and that. Uh, so if you way too short. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, right at at like two at two fifty three, the band spring might just be too short. Well, the other and thing it is pulls the band back. Yeah, it looks too like the band. But you'd have to see. Just too large. Also, and maybe that's because are they showing off the one in three hundred eight or the one in in eight millimeter? Well, they didn't specify. So, I don't think. So the front, so the rear, so the rear band is like the old milled. Yeah, the front the band the is, front like, is like is like a late war stamped and welded. Yeah. So is uh, are those like old original parts? That's I what mean, if you look at the that fit, they use. That's what nobody thing? knows is that. They're arguing in the in these forums I found. They're not sure if these are NOS parts, new old stock, or if it's new stuff and they've just kind of mixed stuff together, whatever would be the cheapest to produce. But, like, and, uh, there's no talk yeah. about price point. Oh, yeah, you can totally see on that front band at... that that band does not fit at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've personally fit those parts on a Mauser from building one, and... and... I, I did a much better job with a chisel, so <laughs> it's a little slap. I mean, this. I mean, it's also possible this is just an example, and that it won't be like. Oh, it's the, like a prototype. It or could something. be their one that they shipped around. Yeah, you'd think yeah. a display piece would be a little nicer, though, right? Uh, well, not yeah, always. Prior, yeah. Display pieces. <laughs> prototypes. Prototypes get get are always Destroyed. slightly different. Yeah, it's all yeah. they're all touched and moved and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah. Taken apart a million times. So this is like, yeah. So there's no there's no takedown disc in the stock, which is yeah. like, oof, which uh, immediately makes me think of like an M48. Well, they have like so they have the, the early war flat style butt plate, and then no disc. Yeah, it's a flat. It's a mix it's of like features. The same yeah. Style. It's a fat. So the 48s had a, a cup of plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I can just tell looking at that flat bud plate that it's not like the same it's not the same exact one it's got a different shape to it than the german flat flat bud plate so there's just these weird there's just so many weird like changes so say if this say if this thing was a thousand bucks like why would you buy this when you could get like a russian captured canadian k for like 800 bucks 
it's a real wartime used gun with lots of like history and stuff. And you don't have to worry about, you know, it getting dinged up if you take it out, whatever, whatever. Cause it's a Russian capture. I mean, I guess you could argue. Um... Oh, Oh, if you, sorry, sorry to interrupt here. And if you look at 312 with the, with the bolt up, you can see the bottom of it is, is cut down. So it's not even like, it's not the like circle of K98Ks. It's got the flat bottom, like, oh, like M48. Bolts oh yeah, you're right. Bolt it's, handles. It's cut. The bolt handle, it's, yeah, it's yeah. probably knurled as well. That's like uh, that's just like an M forty eight bolt. Well, if this is coming from Serbia, then that would make more sense. Like this is probably like a mix of Serbian M mm forty -hmm. eight parts, and then it's probably off M forty eight tooling. Like, I'm just gonna call this a new Mauser. It's been a long time since we got one. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. it's definitely Gosh, and you can't see the it's definitely not a k98 like it's it's no. so it's such a mix of features mm -hmm. wait you can kind of see the le okay you can kind of see the left side a little bit at like 317 this will be great for the hands. podcast by the way <laughs> what do you mean we're looking we're at a video something. and describing something <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean oh. Yeah, you sorry. Editing, you could throw these pictures in. Well, Danny will be the one to edit all this. Yeah, yeah. I do the audio stuff. <laughs> I just show up. But no. So yeah. yeah okay. I, I don't know. At least he's saying the timestamps so they can see what we're looking. Yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. And you can look up. This is a well-known. Yeah, I was doing video. that on, on purpose. So yeah, this is the Kodiak Defense New Production Kane India K Mouse. This was actually this one of the, the things the I did want to talk about because there was. A lot, a lot of announcements, and we talked about DK Firearms or DK Productions uh, last time, or a couple times ago. Um, but we were talking about like there's a lot of companies that have announced within the last month or two, like oh we're gonna make reproduction milserps again, and so like this was a, this is why I wanted to talk about this particular topic today because there's there's been a a decent at least three or four companies announce something like this project, mm -hmm. so yeah. You know what this kind of reminds me of is like a Kyber Pass thing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's what it kind of looks like. It's like I've drawn a K ninety eight from memory, and this is what I know, but it's not okay. quite right. It's like a a video game K ninety eight. It's a ten foot gun. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. So, it's, like, it's like the ten foot woman. Like yeah. it's ten foot well, gun. Ten know? foot so, away. That, that's a K ninety eight, right? <laughs> So be at like at like two oh one in the video, it, it's it go it's on the butt plate and there's ribs on the butt plate that look exactly like an FN ribbed butt plate. Oh like no! A, like a post. <laughs> this is like a post war FN ribbed butt plate. The butt plate's also a little too large for the stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's an FN butt plate on like an M forty eight stock or something. Like this is. Is it a lamb? I'm not watching it. Is it a I mean, it's not. Stock? It might not be exactly an M48 stock. Uh, it, looks, it, it, looks, it has the inlet for the bolt handle, but it's a laminate. Yeah, you can see okay. when they when they get to the uh, the sling cutout, you can see it's laminate, right, Danny? Are you sure? I don't know. I think that's solid. I don't know. I think yeah, now that you're looking at it, now that I'm looking at it again, I think, I think that's grain. The grain looks like it's supposed to be a laminate, no, but it's obviously. Yeah. I don't know. Solid? It's hard to tell. Like, I think it's mock laminate. And like just to be and just to be real fucking uh pedantic here, the the like the bolt handle circle shape is a little off. It's a little more like teardrop. <laughs> <Yeah. just> like... <laughs> no, <laughs> it's it's not the laminate. K bolt, the K ninety eight K bolt is like a it's like a sphere at the end of like a like a rod sort of thing. 
where that kind of like blooms out. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's slamming it. I was literally just buying a bolt body for the K98 I'm building, so I was like, "This isn't right. This isn't perfect." Because there's so many like fakes out there with like a slight bend to them, or the bends the right like degree but not the right angle, like at the top. So I was sitting there like for ages trying to find the right one. I kept looking up examples. Well, uh, yeah. The the reason I can tell it's not a laminate stock is actually with <clears> that cutout for the bolt. You can see it's it's not got the layers like you would expect to see a laminate to see there. So like yeah, yeah it's definitely solid hardwood. Which makes sense because laminate wood is expensive. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what the price point will be for something like this. I wouldn't be surprised if it's around a thousand or more. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. I, I, I don't know why I thought a thousand, but I just really think it's going to be about a thousand. I bet a bunch of people will buy it. So you know what but, I can kind of see from the receiver looking really close? I'm at 239 in the video. So when I personally re-blue things, uh, sometimes you get a little bit of like micro-pitting on them. And if you look real close at that receiver, you can see it on the feed ramp. Oh, and the top, there's like these little micro-pits on there. Oh, like to the left of the cereal? Yeah, yeah, to the left of the cereal. And then the, if you look at the feed ramp, you know, off of the follower, you could see it a lot there. So it looks almost like they took some and scrubbed them and then re-blued them. Yeah. <laughs> Is that cereal yeah. 10, 100,036? Yeah. Yeah. But the first two numbers are really poorly stamped. Like it's the one and the zero is really badly stamped. Like if you look at 237, like you can barely see the first two numbers. Also, they look a little different. The, the receiver looks like more purple. Yeah, it's like when it was purple. glued. What was that? I forgot the process of why like extractors are purple on K98Ks. It's something to do with the bluing, like the left end too long or something, or the metal composition. Or I don't know enough about it. But the, the receiver process. ring on these are like more purple, where like the barrels, like the the deep blackish it's, blue. If you go it's to two forty three, you can also see the uh, the entire sight base assembly is different. It's not a K98 sight base. Oh. <laughs> This things are real, like Frank and Frank and Slap. That's why I said it's a it's yeah. a sure? Kyber Pass. Yeah, yeah, no, because if you look, so like, it oh looks, yeah, it's got the ring, but oh, the yeah. actual piece that sits in it's there, flat. Yeah, it's wrong. It's flat. Yeah, the Canyon K do it. This ramp a little bit. So wait, that one. Okay. At least it looks flat. It looks flat for sure, but yeah, how would that work as a as a site if it's flat? It needs to be ramped, huh? Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be an incline there, otherwise that, that doesn't work. That is fantastic. It is just that that's just fucking there to as decoration. Don't it, actually use it the might be. Holy fuck. <laughs> I don't <laughs> that's it, good. <laughs> it might just be the angle of the video, oh but that looks flat. I'm gonna call oopsie daisies in that one. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Shit. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Damn. Gonna have to pass on this one, lads. <laughs> Unless it's real cheap, but like, dude, there, there, there's, you can get K98Ks, like reuse, reissued, whatever. To, to in their defense, and I'll argue this, I, I, we don't know what they're made from. We don't know how they're making them or whatever. It's like, so this is all just speculation, obviously. But if this is all new production, maybe off original tooling, but if this is new production, then. In their defense, I could see somebody buying one of these and being like, well, I know this is safe to shoot because it's brand new. I don't have to worry about 
this is a milsurf that we don't know the history of what it was used, what was used in it, what's been done to it, you know, that kind of thing. I could see that argument being made. Now, whatever, take that with what you will. But somebody, that, that could be a valid argument for somebody. Now, that depends on the price point. If these are $2,000, then what the fuck? But if these are like $600, I, then I could be like, yeah, okay. The if other 600 bucks, I'll take back a lot of the things I said. Well, so, yeah, like, oh, okay. So, they're but the, the other, yeah, that's about to say the other option is they're in 308 yeah, too. That's cool. So, like, that's like, that's, yeah. And yeah. there are some, cool. there are some K98s and 308, that were Israeli ones, but they're not 500, $600 anymore. And, yeah, no. And yeah. then you also run the issue. I've seen a lot of the Israeli K98s that are rough. Like, they are, they've been put away after being used for a long time. So, like, uh, and then, like, I've seen Israeli K-98s that were, I, the one we saw on our the the Facebook page, Danny, I've mentioned it before, which is, it was like a Bear 98 receiver that got conditioned back into a K-98 that was re, uh, reused by, what was it, the, the Weimar Republic, and then it got stamped again for the Nazi Germany, and then it ended up in Israel for the, and then it's converted yeah. to 762, and it's like, holy shit. That's awesome. That's great historical accuracy. I'm never gonna fucking fire that gun. <laughs> like that thing I'd was built in 1914, 1915, and it's been through a lot. <laughs> the K98 I just built was on the uh, 1917 receiver, Danzig. Right, but like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I get, I get. There's a lot of there's a lot of hesitation. Like, I don't know. I'm. I'm a shooter. I don't know. It's it. Yeah. You know what you could use? You could use Turkish surplus in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like the the people this gun is for is for the people who some people don't like having to hunt down a used gun. Some people don't like the idea of a used gun. They like K98Ks or just K98s and they like it that is brand new and it's cool. And well, it's and then, in 308. And then, if it depends on the price point, and... it could be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Because K98s I mean, are very expensive now. I don't mean to shit on it or anything, but like I, I want to be honest, for people who are thinking about buying this, there's a lot of inconsistencies, and it's not a good rep. Mm. If you're I got a, I got another one. I just, I'm just nitpicking the shit out of this. At, at, two, at 217, all right, so look at the hole. So there's a, there's a screw, like a trigger guard yeah. screw, the rear trigger guard screw. I noticed that too. Some some don't go all the way up, so I wasn't gonna nitpick it super hard. But yeah, it should go up further. That's it weird. Yeah, further. you shouldn't see the threads. It's either the screw is too short, or so this something. This this just screams to me a, a slap together prototype. This is what this screams to me. If you it, look too, the bluing on the safety is different than the bolt thread. Yeah, so yeah, this, I noticed that too. This yeah. this is definitely a, a put together prototype. This is a um. Uh, what is that called? Um, crap! It's this is like a design phase. Proof of uh, proof, proof of, of concept. Proof of concept. concept. Yeah. Concept, this yeah. is a proof of proof of concept to me. This is what we this call screams. a design phase. Yeah, but like this is definitely because we deal with prototype stuff all the time in my line of work too, and like yeah. that's not final product. This is not final product. Uh, finished quality. This is your D phase. This is your step yeah. three. I I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't if this is final build quality. No, I mean there's there's loose fitting shit and and it's not it's not looking good, but I don't. Yeah, I, granted, 
at first pass, it's like, oh, cool, it's a K98. But now when you get like some like Mauser snobs looking through it. Well, I'm not even a like snob, actually, and I can say that that hole there for this. The, actually, the your rear your rear trigger guard screw is uh, about a millimeter too short there. Well, I'm not a I snob. I can tell by the... That's, I just that's a weak point, <laughs> but that's a weak for. point in recoil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be. Uh, that's it could be a weak I, point. I deal M95s. M95s, that's where they break all the fucking time. Oh, you're right, dude. There's no recoil lug in this stock. Yeah, there's no recoil lug. Oh, boy, and it's just hardwood stock. (laughs) That bitch is gonna crack. Oh, shit. Maybe. Maybe. Unless it's, like, bedded something special internal or whatever, like... So, wait, do the M48s have recoil lugs? Yes. yes, Yeah, they all do. They all do. All do for good reason. Because if... Because if they don't, yeah, yeah. So if they don't, all the recoil goes back on those. Uh, back on the tang. Back on those trigger guard screws, yeah. right? Yeah, it so, goes back on the tang. Yeah. Or which the is, tang, yeah. Which is why the M95s are prone to breaking right there. Is because they don't have a recoil lug except beyond that, beyond that tang. So like, if those are not, and that's why I tell everybody that buys one of these M95s, like if you buy one, you need to make sure those screws are tightened. Because they will come loose and it will snap. It will break. It'll break that stock. Hmm. So I didn't even notice there's no recoil lug in that stock. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about. That, starting to look at this, it's starting to look like a, a really right, dressed up pig. Another one. All right. So at two, look at two hundred eight in the uh, the sling cutout. Yeah, it's pretty rough. You see, like you see, like the light colored stuff that's in there. Yeah. This. This is. This is not. That kind of. That that's either like wood left over from when they cut it, but I've seen a lot of old stocks that have that. That's just like dust and stuff that accumulates and it gets trapped in there and all the crevices and stuff. But this isn't a new so old like, stock. It doesn't have a a recoil lug. So this is not a I don't new old think stock. So. I don't know. This is definitely a new stock. From what like I've looked at like newer production stocks, this is typically what they look like. I mean, it's caught a lot of junk if it's if it's new. Yeah. Or, it's, or it's just like sawdust, like they you know, did, you know. You know what it could be is it might be an old blank they had laying around, and they cut it from an old blank. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This 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 is more and more screaming proof of concept to me versus an actual like. I mean, they haven't even announced the price or when it's going to. Be. It's only been out for like three weeks now, so like, this is all still very early. I would assume. Let's see. Sam, oh, so on this video, uh, Sam Salsa commented, uh, I'm not saying I'm disappointed because I I truly am excited that someone is making a 3.8 repro of the K98, but I wish there was a version of the rifle with a disassembly dick in this, dis, disc in the stock, <laughs> a mid-war blood plate, little Freudian slip there, and a cleaning rod. Having those three features added would be incredible. That said, I'll likely still you, try to get this one someday so I can you, plank you, as much. Read the read the description of the video. Uh, so maybe you want a K ninety eight that d- that Dyson okay have blood <laughs> on its hands. Blood on its hands in quotations. Maybe you want that new old blood on its hands, huh? This is not this is not That's the production. This is not the the Kodiak Defense that wrote this. This is done by the company that did this interview. But affordable optics and rifle oh yeah. reviews. Is the... But it's garbage. Into that in USA market. Yeah, this is a really poorly worded thing, but this is this is just uh, just indicative of what's going on with this. Uh. Yeah, I'm excited to see more of this. 
Well, guys, it's uh, gonna be 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta put my kid to sleep. Yep, yep. All right. Well, I would like to thank everybody for coming, Sam, Jared, Danny, and uh, hopefully we didn't ramble on too much. Um, nah, that was fun. And we we owed we owed him a long one. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for coming on, Sam. Yeah, Sam thanks is, for having me. I don't know if we said it, but Sam is a Patreon member and a Discord uh, member. He got access to the Discord through Patreon. And uh, you're on the list, so you're next up. Um, so uh, it is because of our Patreon contributors that this podcast is possible. So uh, thank you, Sam, and thank you to everybody else who, uh, who helps support us. Thanks for listening to us ramble on another time. And we'll see you in the next podcast. See you soon. Thanks, Bye. guys. Yeah.